everybody. Welcome back to Core. This is Core. We talk about video games. Usually the uh, Core Gamer variety, although I kind of hate that term. Too bad our name is Core. But you guys, how do you feel about that term, John? Do you like it when someone says you're a Core Gamer? No, <laughs> because whenever anybody talks about the Core, mm. I feel like they're talking about abs. Mm. And I feel like they're expecting me to have them. <laughs> and I don't. You have them. They're just, you know... On vacation. They're hidden. Yeah, they're hidden a little. Mine are That's too. why they're called core, because they're in the middle. Mine are I there. value my abs so much, I have formed a layer of protection around them. I had them in 2015, and they were too sexy for my shirt. So I got rid of them, mm -hmm. and now they're covered also in a thick layer of manly fat right here. Man, you want to talk about video games and abs? I watched the new Tomb Raider movie. Yeah, what'd you think of that? That's, that's two-thirds of a lie, because... That's how much of the movie I didn't see. I started watching the new Tomb Raider movie. Yeah. And um, Alicia Vikander's abs. That's her name, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's in that Deus Ex Machina deal. or the uh, uh, What's the name of the movie? Ex Machina. Sorry. Ex Machina. Yeah, she's great. Uh, but she's also in, probably in incredible shape, I'm guessing, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. She has, like, that movie should have just been called Abs, the movie. Abs. The, the uh, abs raider. There you go. Got it. Tomb, yep. tomb abs. Uh, I never saw that. So was it any good? Or I guess you didn't finish it. So you probably didn't like it. I don't know. It had, um, what's his I name? I don't know. In it. The guy from, I don't I lost interest. I went and did something. <laughs> so it wasn't enough to hold me, but that doesn't mean it was bad. Right. Uh, it, but it had, what's his name? Uh, Walton Goggins in it. Oh, that's uh, all right. Uh, Oliver... Uh, no, uh, Walton nope. Goggins. That's the oh, Jolly, that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> but point taken, he's kind of Walton Goggins and everything. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But that's not a bad thing. We all like him as that. So, um, uh, well, it wasn't good enough apparently to save Abs Raider. Well, they're doing a sequel, so it must have been all right. They're doing a. Yeah. Let's see. Is there oh a yeah, and they did a bunch of Transformers sequels. Clearly, because <laughs> yeah, they made works. so much money. <laughs> they made a lot of money. Hold on. Bumblebee was pretty good. Wait, Abs Raider made a lot of money? Uh, it made enough to warrant a sequel, is what I've heard. Yeah. Um, and it looks like, here it is, New Rider. I'll tell you the details. Here's some fun details on our video game show about movies. Uh, about a video game movie, though. Yeah, it's fair. I think this is, this is fair territory. But did they make money optioning against its loss, like the housing industry? or? Oh, I doubt it. I mean, that movie's not that old. It only came out in, like, what? <laughs> 2018 was it, is it, is it was it actually good though i, I mean i don't know it I've, seemed fine it it didn't seem great it just seemed like a, a movie Sorry, uh, i don't know why i'm just randomly like it wasn't bad <laughs> no it wasn't bad it just it but it also wasn't good it was just you watched it and it was like this is a movie yeah um i'm looking at the reaction i've, I've I written it off in the same way that i've already written off the monster hunter movie oh i heard that the uh, preview is better than people think it is or better than it should be, I should say. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I can't judge it. But I, I am. I'm not. I don't have a lot of confidence in a Monster Hunter film. Maybe internationally it'll do better, but I don't think that's going to be that great. Uh, but this thing did 274.7 million dollars worldwide. That is enough to uh, for them to go. Yeah, it's totally. Let's do a sequel. Uh, but it was not critically critically successful. It says here. And let's see. We have to wait and see. Ba ba ba. Brand new uh, writer doesn't say his name. That's wonderful. Uh, but Tom Hiddleston to return. 
Mm. I didn't know Tom Hiddleston was in it. I've read that wrong. Amy Jump. He's, he plays one of the abs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got this all wrong. All right. Now it's being written by somebody named Amy Jump. I didn't realize it was the name of a person. I thought it was someone named Amy who was being told to jump. Wow. She's got a proper noun and a, and a verb for a name. That's great. Yep. Proper That's noun, then verb. That's an exciting name. If you're going to write Tomb Raider, having Jump in your name is a good start. Yeah. What if somebody says, hey, I'm going to go get donuts at the office. I'm going to get donuts. Uh, go ahead and jump, meaning jump. You go with him as well. Go ahead and jump. Get it like Van Halen. You'd say it every day. Mm -hmm. That's how that would go in her life. But anyway, she was responsible for bringing. OK, I got this all wrong. Did you see the movie High Rise? Is that a thing you've done? No, no. OK, uh, Tom Hiddleston's in that. He's not on this. Oh, OK. But uh, so uh, he's not going to be in the new Tomb Raider. No, he's in something called High Rise, which if I had to guess. Uh, another one of these uh, sort of, hey, we made Die Hard again kind of deals. <laughs> oh, you think it's a Die Hard ripoff called High Rise? Yeah, High Rise. Because <laughs> they, they did that Die one. Hard, Skyscraper, High Rise. Right. There was Skyscraper, which I saw, which was bad. Objectively bad. Uh, anyway, that's not that's neither here nor there. Hey, I got a big topic for us today for me, Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz, and John Jagger, who, whose names I did not give. At the top of the show, and I didn't say this either. It's Wednesday, June nineteenth of the twenty nineteen. It's a nineteen nineteen. Everybody, get in, get in line, get ready, because here comes a show. And I thought it would be uh, fun to pop this one off because I've been on a hunt for a good Diablo like. Now, before you start yelling Path of Exile in my face, hear me out because this is important. Okay. Bo uh, has been playing a lot of Path of Exile, or at least was up till last we talked. Um, I think Mars may have Was. taken your life over. Yeah. Uh, then I switched to Surviving Mars, and I'm on Witcher three. So. Oh, you're on Witcher three again. That's fantastic. Yeah. How's that going for you? Sixty hours. You enjoying it? Yeah. You had to put a baby in a furnace. <laughs> yeah, I put a baby in a furnace. Yeah, I'm enjoying. It. I put a baby in a furnace. I cheated on Yennefer within yeah. ten minutes. Who'd you um, cheat with? Who was the Who was the lucky lady? Because uh, her name was Jetta, or perhaps Yetta. Is she the? Um, is she a magic lady or? A she's a. She's a. She's a right straight skellige girl mm. go to the island there down in the bottom corner <laughs> and then here she says no man's ever beat me in battle wow and then so i go fetch a blade for her and then i came back and i whooped her ass and then she said would you make love to me yeah and then i said why surely lass <laughs> and i did except you didn't say it in that voice you said it in witcher voice which is just yeah i guess that'd be all right he's like american <laughs> kind yeah of that's true he's like that would be great i love when he uses um doctor terms he's like the femoral aorta is severed from the ligament. And I'm like, no one in that time talks that. They don't know what that stuff is. Yeah, that, I think that is Geralt weird. of Rivia is unintentionally one of the funniest characters ever written, though. Yeah. Because at the beginning, they he plays it so straight that you're just like, oh, he's just the guy that does what he loves and does what he knows. Mm. And that's fine. But later, as he gets into more interesting social situations... Like, he kind of turns into, sorry to use an inside reference, he kind of turns into Nash Maggard. Oh. Because all of a sudden, people are, like, wanting to have serious conversations about things, like, other things, and he can only relate it to his job, so he comes across super awkward. They're like, I don't know, he's late to, he's late to show up to the party, and Geralt shows up, and he's just like, do you think he was abducted by a witcher? Yeah. Striker? Yeah. And you're, they're just like, no! He's just late. What are you doing? And Gail's just super weird and awkward from that point on. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, There's this a isn't. A, you're not, in that game this is not a I negative enjoy. thing you're describing. That's one of my favorite things too. Like just yeah. his overall beef with life is really great. And uh, 
I, I didn't cheat on Yennefer, but I did uh, went to one of the whorehouses because I'd never been in there. Oh, it's not cheating at a whorehouse. Well, I, yeah, it doesn't count game-wise, but when I went in there... Um, <laughs> no, I mean, real life-wise, too. It right? would probably count it, in real life. It's cheating if you meet somebody like on Tinder, but in a, in a whorehouse... A whore? That, you're, you're, whore? That's how Canadians say whore. <laughs> you son of a whore? That's how we do it. Uh, that's great. That's nothing wrong with that. But if I was, I'm, when I'm I glad w- that came up because it's really inappropriate <laughs> stuff. Uh, John's already got the. This is a legal face. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I understand where your beliefs are coming from. I'm just not sure they're going to hold up in a court of law. Yeah, John's probably right. But I went in there. Oh, by the way, sorry. Total sidestep. I'm yeah. drinking a Mountain Dew in wa- in a glass with ice in it, <laughs> and then not pee. <laughs> it's not pee. I'm glad you clarified. It's very. It's very, very pea-like. Yeah, it's very pea-like. Uh, uh-huh. But anyway, I'm drinking that because I needed a little booster here tonight, a little caffeine in me. And um, okay. there's a there was a uh, I think our ice machine is sh- is uh, shaving plastic off of itself into the ice. Oh, oh. And I noticed earlier there's a little shard. It's right here. Oh, I lost it. Oh, it's in the can. I threw it in the dark garbage. But it was a little shard of uh, plastic was in the ice. And I think that's yeah. bad. I think that's a bad thing, right? I need I, to. Yeah. Yes. Bad. Well, definitely bad what would you do would you just uh throw the whole thing out and burn it and get a new fridge or what would you do no i just try to carefully drink it so as not to swallow the plastic how do i know yeah. there aren't p- plastic particulates that are so small i can't see them how do we know that you don't Shit. you don't i mean you've just you've rolled the dice and now you got to live with your choices all right that's fine you got good constitution if it makes you feel any better i am also having a mountain dew oh although mine cool. is a a badger blast from taco bell oh good well then you and i are both adding to that layer we were talking about to protect our abs uh-huh. it's working out yep. great i'm drinking coffee not moving towards <laughs> tomb raider abs on this show at this <laughs> no moment. your vikander abs will have to wait for another time but yep. anyway so sorry back to the point here this diablo thing uh <laughs> where did we go though we went somewhere else and we then were talking about the witcher or love of the oh, Witcher. oh, oh, then oh then we- real quick i went into the hooer house as you say yeah and um and I didn't know this was even possible to go buy a, a you know, a little a trick there. And I did. Mm-hmm. And then I felt bad for a while because I've been playing him as very, um, A, true to Jennifer, uh, B, very, uh, uh, what's the opposite of, or no, Paragon, very Paragon, not Renegade. Uh-huh. And I feel like that was a little misstep. I feel like I kind of screwed up my honor there a little bit. And how exactly did you get tricked into this transaction, Scott? <laughs> well, it was it was live on a stream, <laughs> so people who watch the stream can confirm this. I didn't know kind of what I was doing. In other words, yeah, I, I really didn't because she says, "I said this doesn't really work." Would you does like it? a tumble in the hay, my lord? <laughs> and she said, "I <laughs> thought she would say, mean? I thought she would say no, like get out of here, no thanks, whatever." I really did. I thought it was going to be. I had to go through more hoops to, to all the romance options in these games. I thought I had to do more. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to. The whorehouse is literally, would you like a tumble in the hay between my legs? And it says, sleep with a woman, 40 gold. How do I get out of here? And then I couldn't stop gold. it. Then I couldn't stop it because... It just goes into the scene and they start gesticulating and I'm going, no, 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 no. Go back, go back. B, B, B. I'm hitting B over on my controller and it won't go back. It just went through it all. It's like, oh, there's boobs and boobs and bums and pretty soon. I can't, 
I can't wait for Cyberpunk 2077. Scott's gonna end up with a penis on his forehead. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I went to the Ripper Dock and I couldn't get out. <laughs> you know, I didn't think gonna... it'd be this easy. It's so weird. <laughs> you know, that's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. Like it's gonna be. I mean, there's a Lyle Schnub in the chat says, uh, "Come on, man, LMAO." In Witcher 1, there was literally in-game collectible cards for each woman you had to get. I don't, I didn't play one very much. I played a little bit, and I got sick of those stance things, and I gave up on it. I played two, and I never did any whoring in there either. I just <laughs> want to imagine Geralt gets pulled over by the police. Uh, your Geralt. And uh, his, I don't know, officer. I went into, yes, I went into the place of business, <laughs> and they presented girls. Yeah. And they did say it was going to cost money. Yeah. And I did agree to it. Yeah. But I thought there was going to be a little more whining and dining before anything happened. So <laughs> sure I, it was really just beyond my beyond my control. Yeah. And I couldn't cancel it. I'm sure it'll go fine. <laughs> I couldn't I cancel it. I hit B many times. Okay, this got this got darker. Do you guys want to know why it got darker? <laughs> did you put poo in your pizza? <laughs> <laughs> No, I poured I poured what was left of an iced tea in here. So now I just want people to understand this isn't me peeing in it and making it brown. So you're having like an X Games. Uh, what's what's his name? Growing what, up, we called it we called it swamp water when I was growing up, where you'd mix drinks like that, and you'd go who's to the, the machine. The guy that's lemonade and iced tea. What's, oh, that's uh, Arnold Palmer. Yeah, you're having an X Games Arnold Palmer. Yeah, there you go. It's Mountain Mountain Dew and iced tea. There's a little kick in there, and uh, I got some blue. Blue Diamond, bold, bold uh, salt and vinegar uh, uh, almonds for the rest of the show tonight. So we're all set. I shared yeah. a hotel room with a two-liter bottle of Arnold Palmer. Did you? Honestly. At BlizzCon. <laughs> this is the best show we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly the well, best show we've ever done. Well, back to it. So Witcher 3, it's got whorehouses, and that relates to Tomb Raider how. It doesn't. I don't know what we were saying. I think we were just saying maybe the second one will be good, but also I have to get back to my Diablo point. So I'm going to do that now. Yeah, you ready for the Diablo that. point? So here you go. My thinking is, um, thank you, Kitten to Don. This is really the great content you've come here to subscribe to. So thank you for your subscription. Uh, all right. What was I going to say? Okay. So back to the Diablo thing. <laughs> I like that you named him Kitten to Don. Oh, it's what's his Kit name? London. Oh, Kit London. Sorry. <laughs> Kit- <laughs> Stop it. We're derailing. Okay. All right. All right That's fair Continue, enough. Scott. You are on a quest for a Diablo game. A good one. And I, what I mean by that, you could say, well, Diablo exists. No, I know, but one that wasn't made in 2012 and that's still sort of milking its players all these years later. And again, don't get me wrong about that because I think that's what Blizzard does. They keep it up, but they're not planning on anything else. Four is probably right around the corner. Like, that's probably the Diablo game I'm waiting for. However, when I say right around the corner, hopefully an announcement is right around the corner. Until, until it gets canceled. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, they say bad things come in threes. That's true. Uh, but uh, the, my options these days are things like Path of Exile, which I admire in lots of ways, main ways that there's so much content and they've been so good about their player base, giving them what they want, building it out, creating new ways to play, all that. That stuff's great. But the moment-to-moment game playing that game drives me crazy, and I don't think it's smooth enough and fun. Uh, the rest of the game is amazing. The the Even... I'm not even going to complain about that gigantic, ridiculous skill tree, okay? Which looks like the map of the world. Um, that isn't my problem. My problem with that game is just second to second, how does it feel? And it doesn't feel great to me. Uh, I don't even mind how it looks that it's getting a little old or long in the tooth. That's fine, too. 
Um, I don't, you know, graphics aren't my biggest point here. It's just the smooth, fun, moment-to-moment action RPG that the game has. And if it doesn't have that, I'm not into it. Diablo 3 has that in spades. They just don't have the extra content. they got a lot of content, but it's done. Like, we're just going to get seasons about stuff we've already done. It's a rehash. <clears throat> Forgetting about all the stuff we know about them not releasing a sequel, blah, blah, blah. Or not sequel, expansion. So, tried that. No good. Grim Dawn, very cool game. I like it. But again, it's missing that. that Whatever that undefinable flow is. It's just not there. And I respect that game in a ton of other ways, though. In some ways more than Path of Exile. I think that game is awesome. But I just don't find it as fun to play in the moment. So, I did some more looking. I've tried, as I've told you guys, I tried that Warhammer Chaos Bane. That is absolutely not the answer. I wish it was. It's not. It's okay, but it it's just really average. Um, I have one I'm curious about. Yeah. If you tried, what's that? Have you? Did you ever give a real college try to Torchlight Two? Yes. In fact, I played probably a hundred something hours of Torchlight Two. Oh wow! Because see, I got that right around. It came out right around the time Diablo Three came out. Beat it to market so by I, a few weeks or a month or something. Yeah. Yeah, like I maybe put. 20 minutes into it if that and mm. never went back to it and i i don't know there was a part of me that wondered if there was like a gem that just got completely overlooked and was amazing well for a while there that game was i think it was better than diablo 3 overall um but that changed with uh as we got closer and into 2.0 slash um reaper of souls when all that changed I think D3 became the superior experience, but I think that Torchlight 2 is really rad. And Torchlight Frontiers is being made, and we don't know what that is yet, but it looks like an MMO-ish version, you know, kind of Path of Exile take on uh, Torchlight. That's exciting, and I will play the hell out of that. Um, But as far as, like, stuff that's out now, I suppose I could go back to 2, load up some mods people recommend, because there's some inventory stuff in there I hate, and, like, some of the stuff... Blizzard gets right with Diablo 3. That is not in a game like Torchlight 2. But, I, you know, maybe fire that up and give it a shot. But none of them are scratching that very specific itch. So I've come to this conclusion. Either, um, either I'm starting to feel pretty strongly about one of these options. But either the game just isn't there yet, <clears throat> and one will happen, and then I'll go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe how great this is. Maybe it's that Korean arc game that's already out in Korea. Maybe it'll be great when it hits here. If it ever does, maybe it's, um, you know, Path of Exile's new plan for next year. Maybe it's waiting for Diablo 4. I don't know. But maybe the other thing is maybe it's that I am no longer able to adhere to a new one. Maybe I've seen all I can see, played it out the most I could play it out, a bit like, um, oh, it's another game type that I've played so much of I can't even stand looking at it. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, but I was this way with fighter, fighting games for a long time. Because in the 90s, fighting games, fighting games, fighting games. Just That's all I ate, slept, and drank. Just love those things. And then there came a moment where I was like, I don't want to combo anymore. I don't want to do these buttons in a row to hit the thing. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to fight in fighting games anymore. And I'm still kind of like that. I get real bored with it really quick because I played so much of it. So I guess what I'm saying is, um, maybe that's the problem. I've done so much of this and tried so many little games here and there that I'm actually now immune to why I want them in the first place, and I just haven't realized it yet. 
I don't know if that would... I mean, it could be, but I'm with you. I've tried a lot of these games that you're mentioning, and none of them have ever stuck. Right. I've played them. I've had a good time. It's not to say that I think these are bad games, but the only one that I have ever really played all the way through is, you know, I played all of Diablo. I played all of Diablo Hellfire. played all of Diablo 2 and its expansion. Diablo 3, its expansion. Um... I've those games tons and tons and tons of hours. These other games, couple hours, maybe. Right. right. And I just lose interest. And I don't necessarily know either where that comes in. Is it a quality thing? Is it just, you know, Diablo was the first one I played, so I'm invested in that lore, so I have a little bit of an extra drive. Maybe, but they're just. I think the closest one was Torchlight One, which mm-hmm. I got very close to beating. But right. other than that, I don't know if there's ever been one that has held me for very long. Chat room suggesting that I may really like that Minecraft. What's it called? Minecraft Dungeons, which is coming out next yeah. year. It looks like it looks like it. it it's a Diablo like, but it also looks like it leans very heavily in the Minecraft direction. And I don't know if that's for me or not. I can't say until I, I play it, but I don't know. What do you think, Poe? It's not a mashup. I'm, I'm like, what? Why? Well, they're you doing. Know, you know, you go, you go. Why? Why did someone do this? Here's why they're doing it. Mojang has done what? Minecraft, scrolls, and then they shut it down. That that that. Uh, they, they by the way, they shut that down too early. Suddenly, deck builders are on fire. Right. Everybody wants to build a another Slay the Spire style game. They're all doing it. Those guys had that game going with scrolls which was totally unconnected to Minecraft, had nothing to do with Minecraft, whole new world, whole new everything. And they canned it before this thing took off. They blew it. That could have been huge, I think. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. but maybe that's what they're doing is what I'm saying. Maybe they're trying to branch out. They've learned that they can't stray too far from what they're famous for. And maybe Microsoft won't let them. I don't know. But maybe, you know, now that they're focusing on a very different kind of game, but putting it in that kind of chunky 8-bit graphic style, Maybe there's something there. I mean, I'm willing to give that thing a go when it comes out. Um, and on this PC Game Pass thing, it's just included, so why not try it? But, um, but yeah, I'm not sure that's going to be it either. So, so Bo, what would you say as somebody who just, you know, spent hundreds of additional, or I don't know how many hours, but all that ex- extra Path of Exile time. It took a time. Yeah. It's a good game, obviously. Did you come away? Yeah, there's there's lots of shortcomings to it. It's good where Diablo isn't, and sucks where Diablo is really great. Yeah, monster designs in particular. I, I don't know why people are just say D three is bad. It's just so clear. It's so clear that their monster designs are way cooler. Everything's a humanoid or some sort of basic thing. There's nothing exciting about anything you fight that you encounter along the way. Um, so it's got to be Blizzard that does it. You think that's think, what that's it? I just think they gotta. I just think they gotta get their their shit together when it comes to this action RPG. Um, yeah. I they had some esoteric ideas with Diablo three for for good or for bad. It wasn't well received. There's always going to be dissenters with Blizzard stuff, anyways. Yeah, but yeah, I you know I've tried Grim Dawn. Um, I've looked at the you know the Titan Quest Ragnarok. It's funny you you take a super old game and put an expansion pack out like 20 years later and charge 60 bucks for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this really gold? Are they charging this much? Cause it's so amazing. Or are they ripping people off? Because the graphics are the graphics of the time. I'm like, they're ripping people off. Still not bad though. Like that game still weirdly holds up. 
graphically. It's, but, it's okay. Yeah, we, we came across this a little bit last week in our discussion with World of Warcraft, and it's like, I like World of Warcraft. I need, it to, I need them to... I'm kind of done with this gen of graphics. They yeah. can pump this game out for another 20 years, but personally, with all the experiences that are coming out, I feel like, and all the money, you know, if you've subbed from the time that game started till now... I think you're entitled to some some upgrades at some point, you know, some some facelift, not even a facelift, just a, just a new title. And I think we're hitting that point, to, at least from, I've hit that point, I would say, with World of Warcraft. And um, I want that for action RPGs, because right now action RPGs, I don't think they're. I'm not sure where the room is to innovate on what the game style is, basically, yeah. you know, like mechanically speaking what are we doing that's different like i think we just kind of want like when you someone says i'd really like to play chess you don't bring a backgammon board over and put chess pieces on it you know like they just want to play chess wait a minute hold on this idea is an idea i haven't heard this in a while no i'm just kidding that sounds terrible but when some people when someone says i want to play a diablo i need a good diablo game i think of the blizzard franchise and i think they want that and all these innovations like the path of exile stuff's full of bells and whistles but it's not the core of Diablo, you know? Like, I, I understand completely what you're saying is you just want an unadulterated hack and slash that's fun, that gives you lots of new stuff to evaluate all the time, that has a good mechanic system that you can experiment with the items you get. Like, you know, part of the fun of, of any of these roguelikes is getting random stuff and making the best of whatever you've been offered. Right, right. And I would say Diablo 3 lacks that. Diablo 3 feels very much... Oh, I will get this item. It will roll within a safe amount of stats, and there isn't much I can do because there's only one stat that matters to my class, and 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 that's you know Dex or intelligence. Like there, there isn't there isn't that much, um, Professor Gear, you know, going on when you you're sitting there going like, how do I optimize my build with the shit? That, uh, sorry, the crap that I've gotten, and it's. I find Diablo's not like that. Diablo's like, I know what legendaries I want to get, and I will eventually get them as I crank up the torment levels. Yeah. That's not, it's not. Uh, there was a video I saw, it had to do with World of Warcraft Classic. I don't think we need to bring it up here, but one of the things that came up as it is, is um, having meaningful work to do in your games. And, and in Diablo style, meaningful work is that path to getting um, your character optimized with who knows what gear you're going to get because it's all random. And, and so. <clears throat> That's interesting. I don't point. think I don't think the other companies do it as well. I think Path of Exile is, does do that well. That's yeah. the one thing it does really well is I do feel like a scientist when I'm got all my gear and trying to figure out how do I make myself not die now that I've hit X level. Right. Um, Plus that that giant sp- uh, tree thing helps that as well because it's just so many nuanced little tweaks and changes and and things that help the you build doesn't that matter character. that much honestly you don't think so well then why is it such a why is it the size of tokyo they need to break and shrink that thing down if it doesn't matter yeah, i think it's just their gimmick. like again i think that's just the gimmick i think when you're coming up with a game and you're like well people are just gonna say our game's diablo you come up with some cool stuff to make your own unique twist yeah i guess i so. think that's where that comes from yeah i don't and like anyone saying they don't like it i'm like i'm not gonna argue it it doesn't do anything to improve the game like the the game the gameplay to me is about leveling the abilities and matching gear um so there's a lot of busy work and free-to-play games have a lot of that you know have you ever played those dumb card games where you got to evolve your cards Mm -hmm. oh yeah it's so it's such a bad mechanic but they put it in there just to give you busy work and to give you a fluff and honestly that skill tree is fluff and that's the thing that's really funny to me is because you just as you as we've been talking about this i've been thinking about 
well, what is a gimmick that would get me to try another one? And I just realized there is another kind of action RPG Diablo-like game that I played a ton of, but ultimately bounced out of. And I think it failed. And honestly, I think it failed on the back of its free-to-play mechanics and being a little too complicated with its currency systems. And that's that Marvel Heroes, was it just called? Oh, yeah, I enjoyed the, basically that. Basically, yeah. the, the Marvel Diablo game, which... I thought was a ton of fun. It that was amazing. Good. Yeah, it was shut it down. really, really good. But I think the problem that I had was I played it and they were really good at updating it. And I played through the main story and I was like, okay, that was pretty good. Maybe I'll come back to it. And then they did all this work and all this renovation. And I went back into it and they had refunded all my talent points and the game was unrecognizable. And suddenly I had all these currencies that did a whole bunch of different things. I didn't really understand how my character worked. And I just wanted a well, okay, can I just restart? Can I just delete my character and, and, and go back? And it was, nope, just, no, you did it. You're, we're not going to make you do it again. And I was like, but I want to do it again yeah. because I don't know what I'm doing anymore with this character. And I want to be Spider-Man, but I need, I need to start over. Yeah. And... I, I think that game just got a little too in the weeds with being this ongoing game. Yeah. And game as a service, rather yeah. than just being a solid game on its own on its own feet. Yeah. But I also think that's a good direction they could move is everybody wants to be Diablo. We gotta be a dark fantasy, uh fighting monsters, that sort of game. Ranch out, be the one that's sci-fi based, be the one that's superhero based. Like take the gameplay but put it in a genre that's not already got a name associated with it you're making me want to play torchlight 2 is that weird no <laughs> no you should play torchlight 2 because Tor that's one i own that i never really played either torchlight and 2 is kind of rad and the and the loot is fast and furious and i played a lot of one these are x so did i these are like x blizzard diablo people and your pet takes shit and sells it for you which is one of my favorite things ever yeah i like that um, too it's, uh, it might be worth an install and play. Actually. Yeah, maybe that's what I need. I just need to get a little bit of an itch going before we get an actual announcement, which sounds like we probably will at this BlizzCon, by all accounts. I mean, who knows? I've been saying that for three years. But hmm. anyway, it's a very specific itch. Because some people could say, well, you should be playing Dark Souls. That's an action RPG. That's not what I mean. No. And I know a lot of games are taking that and running with it. Looter shooters are also sometimes referred to as action RPGs. A progression system, lots of action random loot they owe was, they owe a lot you know like like borderlands owes a lot to diablo in terms of its legacy and what it does but at the end of the day those are taking ideas and taking them somewhere else i'm talking about isometric top-down view diablo ass diablo is what i want and i want it now how long has it been since you last played two torchlight two or diablo two uh, diablo two probably Oh, yeah, it's but that thing runs at a maximum of uh, 1024 by 768. I don't think yeah. I can do that. Yeah, all right. I, I need, I like, you, like you were saying about graphics, I need, like, if they put out a remaster of that, I would say goodbye. We're done with the show. I'm going to go play Diablo 2 for the rest of my life. Like, I'd do that. Nah, nah. It needs to be a remake. Or, remake. or something. I just need it out, out of the hitchy, glitchy world of my monitor is only 17 inches and this is my maximum VGA resolution. Like, that's never grown out of that. So, I, 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 okay, so I'm going to say Bo's right. If it happens again for me in a major meaningful way, it'll be, it'll be Blizzard doing it and doing it right. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to sift through these as time goes on, and maybe once in a while we'll get lucky. 
Torchlight is really rad. And maybe it's the closest I ever came to like, oh my gosh, this is like Diablo in all the best ways, you know? I will say the biggest reason not to play Path of Exile, and this is for everybody out there, is they don't show damage numbers. Mm. It drives me nuts. You can't turn that on? That's nuts. You can't do that. It's just not available. And I've seen people, you know, they defend their favorite things. I think when I was looking it up online, they're like, oh, the numbers would be so crazy. You wouldn't want to see all that. I'm like, have you played Diablo 3? Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. You can do it. (laughs) And some of us just like seeing those numbers. We just have a need to do it. Mm. I remember being like, when I was very young, I wanted to pump gas when I grew up. Yeah. Because the old gas machines weren't digital. They had like the spinny numbers. <laughs> and I loved watching the numbers. That's a, that's a very one of my interesting thing to do was to go to the gas station and I go to the window like a dog to look at the numbers going ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, Diablo is like that, but I can, I, I'm just like, I need the numbers. I need the numbers. They give me joy. What a fascinating <laughs> insight into why you like watching those numbers. Are you like that with I mean, like, just, uh, my first toy and... was a calculator. I used to like just playing on with calculators inseparable. Oh I was, my Lord. Like, I didn't know what I was doing with it, but I just loved it. So, all right. That's awesome. I like numbers. I like watching numbers. Math, not, you know, that's okay. But just watching them change is fun for me. So if you could pick besides Blizzard, any other working dev today that you trust and like to make the best possible Diablo-like possible, who would it be? I say Obsidian, but who would you guys pick? Like someone you like and trust. Like out of all developers? Yeah, let's say they're not doing anything else right now. Their only job is to make a really great isometric action RPG in the vein of Diablo, a fantasy game. Or science fiction, I don't care. Whatever, just... Something like that. What would you pick? I don't know. Who else does? Who, like who else does it? That's done it that good. I guess Nobody is, is the problem, say. right? So maybe it's a bad. Maybe it's a terrible question. I just. I think Obsidian. So right now, I'm just like super excited about Cyberpunk 2020. So I'm like CD Project Red, <laughs> but they've never made one. So I mean, like it seems like a bad pick. Because, oh, I yeah. don't know, dude. A Witcher I, action I RPG would. I'd play the shit out of a Witcher game. It's set in that space. That could be super cool, and actually, I think it might be a good fit. <laughs> yeah. but... No, part of the Witcher is the investigation in an action RPG. The best investigation would be like, I think it's a vampire. I think it's a troll. Oh, I smell blood. It's 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 a. They could make it work because they've made it work for board games. It made they made it work for that weird uh, top-down play it with it's the like turbo investigation. It's like I actually wouldn't mind a slower pace action RPG. Everybody always ramps it up. We got to go quick. We got to go big. We got to go huge. I agree. I wouldn't mind somebody rolling it back to that style of game at a slightly slower pace because I feel like there is a weird like gap between take like what Diablo does and then take like what a Baldur's Gate is where it's kind of that slow pause fest. Yeah. I think there's a middle ground there that could be a lot of fun where it's not, we're going to give you 80 party members. You're going to have to manage and pause every second to control and just say, no, it's one character. It's not going to be a nonstop slash fest, but you will have a interesting world and interesting story, interesting things to do. And, uh, you know, slower than Diablo, faster than Divinity or Baldur's Gate. Yeah, I think I agree with John. I like something more in the middle. I agree that that would be a good game and I would want to see that. But I think, again, when I'm thinking Diablo, and this might just be Diablo 3, but I just, I'm in that place where my eyes are bleeding from all the (laughs) stuff. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I just feel like I, I just feel like turbo action is sort of speaks to the genre, but I, I don't think there's anything. I think that game also sounds good. What John's describing. John's so. gonna like what I say about Hunt the Showdown. Because I, imagine I'm looking forward to yeah, it. imagine Let's hunt the showdown. Imagine well, I'll tell you about it when we get to games, but imagine okay. a shooter that has the that has the 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 um strategy you're talking about, John, which is hey, what if we don't go full simulation survival sim, die all the time, you know, game? What if we don't go that direction entirely? And what if we don't go all the way in arcade land either? What yeah. if we found somewhere in the middle that really gives you best of both? And I feel like Hunt does that, which I'll describe in detail when we get to it. I'm a little blown away by how cool that game is. So trying to figure out which studio is hard for me because right now I feel so let down by so many studios. Yeah. I mean, like we're in a very special place when I sit there and I go, oh, man, I don't even want to say Blizzard at this point. Right. Um, <laughs> so like my I mean, my default answer to most things back in the day would have been Bioware, Blizzard, um, you know, these companies that have a little more history now, I don't think it, it matters as much, but I do think what I want more than anything, um, maybe even more than a new Diablo, is I want someone to step into that arena and make that like big, I, I mean, I'm a Marvel fan, so I'll say Marvel superhero action RPG. It's been something that's been around since the Ultimate Alliance stuff, and I know, because we've already got people in the chat talking about it, Ultimate Alliance 3 is coming out on Switch. I, it's not really I'm pretending it doesn't exist because I don't have a switch, so I'm not going to get to play it. Right. So I, I want a PC experience of that. I want a huge roster of potential characters to play. I want it to be big and bombastic like what Bo said he wants. You know, I want to play Wolverine and just carve through things like it's nothing. Uh, and I think that's probably what I want more than anything yeah. at the moment, because I feel like that is a world that is so like it's tailor made for that genre. Yeah. Like when you think about what superheroes can do and stuff like that, it's just the perfect place to put that. And uh, you know, you can if you're doing it right uh, with a superhero game. You know, it comes from comic books, so you can go with a kind of timeless art style to those kinds of games, mm -hmm. and you can make it look comic booky and cartoony, and it will look good for forever. And you can get a lot of replayability out of a game like that. Yeah, I think that would, I I think I agree. Um, have you um yeah. have you uh sorry if I'm changing the subject? No, you're suddenly, good. Go ahead. You tried uh, Pagan Online? Uh, no, but a bunch of people keep saying you should try Pagan Online, and then I go look at it in Steam, and it has like horrendous reviews. Um, but not bomb, bomby review, bomby ones. Just like actual, well thought out opinions of why it's bad. And so I'm yeah. a little, uh, this, I'm a little. I saw those too. I mean, it looks pretty good, and it's by the Wargaming.net. It's published by them. Yeah, it does the World World of War Tanks or whatever, and sure. and all that stuff. I like those guys. Uh, it's an early access, so again, finished product from early release. I don't know, but I mean, it looks graphically pretty nice. It looks, actually. yeah, graphically it does look nice. Um, the speed at which things are happening make me think that it's got a smooth kind of Diablo thing happening. Yeah. Um, I mean, but there's a lot of negatives in it. I just wondered if you'd tried it or not. Because, no, not you know, yet. I meant to and didn't. I mean, what is this thing like 20 bucks? Yeah, it's I, it's it's probably worth trying. And then if I don't like it, I can, you know, do a refund and wait till it gets better or whatever. But, um, 
It looks. It that also that might be it. The, the a lot of the positive comments keep making a point that, um, the the uh, devs are extremely uh, active with helping people, or you know, helping with uh, people know where they're at in development and making changes and tweaks and updates and improving performance and all that sort of stuff. So that's always good to see. But it does say it uses a WASD control system, which I immediately went. No, I don't want that at all. Well, and it's but, it's uh, all in that here. other game do that. Um, what's that game called? The the fighting game. Yeah, but that one's more like a shooter. You just happen to have this weird top down camera on it. Like it doesn't play like Diablo otherwise. Okay. I, I, it may it shouldn't be such a a non starter for me, but for whatever reason, and almost all these reviews mention it, good or bad. They're like. I'm fine with the WASD logic, but there's but the logic for using that isn't what you need to move or dodge, blah blah blah. They got there there are people that are for it and against it in these reviews. Um, but that p- turned me off. I just went, I, dude, let me click and then click more and then do some clicking, you know? I, I would say like maybe that's just what we want from a Diablo game is the mouse control. But I would say um it's kind of limiting because one of the things that the WASD does is it allow it does allow you, I think, to more readily put in in dodge and movement mechanics it's not easy doing you know we, we do that in heroes as trained heroes players when you see the gravity laps come out you click up you click right but diablo games and those kinds of games are not really designed to have a lot of dodge fidelity mm-hmm. unless you've got a movement ability right mm-hmm. i don't know i could see like the boss is about to wind up and hit this area having like some roll mechanics in it or something like that or, or sidestep would to me sounds interesting because the one thing i will say that is a criticism of diablo and all they're like is that sometimes boss fights or tough encounters are just you just standing there pushing your buttons over and over again like and there's fun in that but i don't feel like there's a lot you can do long term and they want to make these games long term and I, i just don't think that's it's really challenging and again but maybe it's not the point of the genre and what we want out of it i don't know i think you can see that though in diablo 3 for for consoles because you can roll in that game and it's great it makes the console version of diablo 3 feel real good not to say that's the only way i would ever want to play it but anytime i boot it up on the pc i think about that i'm like oh man it felt so good when you're playing on console and you can roll and do dodges and stuff like that you don't need to because the game's not designed around letting you do it but i remember at blizzcon i went and checked out diablo on consoles because it was my first chance to try the ps4 Mm -hmm. and i really wanted to do that so they're like oh you looking forward to this game on ps4 i was like yeah sure i just want to hold the ps4 controller thank you yeah Um, oh yeah i forgot that was the year that we hadn't even seen a ps4 controller yet that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about and that. And so I was just like, I want to see it. So me and some other guy, we got on there trying Reaper of Souls on the on the PS4, and me and a total stranger bonded over just rolling around like a couple of idiots, just rolling through barrels and just, ah, this is the most fun, and seeing enemies, and we were just rolling everywhere we went. Uh, and it was great. It was a really fun experience. And I'm with Scott on I hate WASD. But I'm also with you, Bo, because that is something that's kind of controller specific for me. Yeah. And it adds a whole different depth to those sorts of games that I really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say boss fights are really lacking because of the lack of movement ability in Diablo games. Yeah. So there's like a, a lot of sort of dodgy things that this lets you do that you couldn't do otherwise. I guess that's their thinking. Maybe this will support controllers. A lot of these games do. Um, 
there's no reason even Blizzard didn't do it uh, retroactively other than they didn't want to spend the manpower or time to bring it to PC just because I mean, it's the same damn game. They could have easily put those controls in there. But the point is, uh, I'm watching some of this Pagan right now. It looks really cool. I mean, it does. That's why I remember seeing it going like, oh, I yeah. didn't know it was Wargaming. I just thought, oh. I'll it's... try it. Maybe I'll just go for it and try it. I don't know. You well, know? I mean, maybe watch a Let's Play or a demo. It, it is early access, so I wouldn't rush out and try it. I mean, I, I would just see how development goes and get it as it gets closer. Yeah, that's probably the way to do it. I mean, John made a point that I don't want to lose here, which is um, these are these games are made now with the thing in mind of having a service, and I fully expect Diablo 4 will be that as well. Um, oh, yeah. They want these things to last forever and be a platform. Path of Exile was you know smart to do it, blah, blah, blah. But they that inherently makes these games pert near impossible to approach if you didn't get in early and it's two years later and you're thinking about it. Um, you just have this constant feeling of, oh, I'm in the old and stupid content. It, 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 that, the MMO thing happens, you know, where you're just, you're not caught up. You're not where everyone else is. It just is kind of frustrating and you don't understand the systems that replace the old systems. And like, they just all run that risk. Whereas Diablo 3 just sort of improved and got better and made sense. And it wasn't, you know, tons of new kinds of content. And what we did get in new content was like a traditional expansion plus patches. And I don't know. I guess I guess these games have always been that to me. So when they start going games as a service, I realize that that means a long development tale where they, you know, when I approach them later or even if you quit and come back, you just are like, what the hell happened here? What's going on? So yeah, I'm kind of sick of games of as a service, honestly. Like I, I think the next Diablo should be it because Diablo is a game I want to play for the foreseeable future. They have kind of grafted that onto Diablo three in a way that's enjoyable. But I mean, I think I talked a lot about it when I was being kind of harsh on Mortal Kombat. And the thing is, is like I don't want Mortal Kombat to be a game as a service. And, but I know that there are Mortal Kombat fans that are crazy about it. That you know, that's probably their deal. But it feels like every single time a game comes out nowadays, they have to plan this multi-year tale as like this is going to be the only game you play for the next two to three years until we do another one. And I can't keep up with it. Right. You know, you it's not sustainable. <laughs> yeah. And what happens is you experience very surface level. And then you have to bounce on to something else or you have to dive in and it's just like, oh, I'm super in the weeds with this game and I can't get out of it because they've got me on their little cycle and I'm going through it and I want to get off the treadmill, but I can't. And I'm I I loved the new God of War so much. And there's a part of me that every day expects there to be like, here's the DLC, the continuing adventures of Kratos and boy. But. They didn't do it. They just said, no, this is the story we're telling. Here it is. This is it. We're done. Yeah. And I got to the end of that game and was just craving more. And I've been craving more since then. But they said, no, we're done. They added a couple things, a new game plus mode and stuff like that. But nothing as far as like, and this is why you'll be playing this game every day for the next 17 years. They just said, we've told our story and we're moving you on. You probably. I, I love that. Someday you'll get that. They'll come back to you and say, "Here's God of War Two or whatever they call it," right? And and you'll and you'll have had a four or five year wait, and you'll be like, "Man, that was so worth it. That game was awesome." And you're going to appreciate the fact that the absence made your heart grow fonder, right? I feel like 
the the sad thing is the money is in the service model and so we're all kind of being forced there nobody's making these standalone things or they're making less of them so i don't know someone will crack that egg it's probably going to be blizzard it's probably going to be diablo 4 <laughs> or something that may they make that probably writes the ship um I, right now, I'm not, I'm not feeling super confident in anybody getting it right, including Blizzard, given all the stuff we have going on right now. But if someone's going to pull it off, it'll probably end up being them. Oh, that was a good topic. Look at us all sweaty after that. That was great. <laughs> it went places, but we brought it home eventually. We really yeah. did. We really did. Here's this. Uh, there's, we got some stuff in here about Baldur's Gate 3 and D&D are learning from each other. That's interesting. Who wrote this? Was this you, Bo? Uh, I, I did. John, explain your uh, position yeah. here. So the new Baldur's Gate 3 that we all saw the teaser for, that sweet teaser where a man turns into uh, a mind flayer, um, is going to be using the 5th edition rules for D&D, which is also pretty exciting because that's the version of D&D we've all been playing on. Uh, but it turns out that them working together uh, has actually kind of created a unique kind of partnership and way to work. So I read this story on Kotaku, and they they basically reported that uh, fifth edition, they, they did some recent polling, finding out, hey, you know, what are some classes that people, you know, aren't enjoying or aren't feeling up to snuff? And almost universally, people said, ah, we're not really liking how Rangers felt. And the fact that they had this development team working on a game using the same rule set, they literally had developers over there say, yeah, we wanted to talk to you about that. This class doesn't feel like it's performing correctly. So you've got the people who designed the game product talking to the people who designed the tabletop product, and they're actually hitting the same problems in both their unique areas and talking together about ideas and things like that. And... Uh, as a result, it has kind of subtly been revealed that there will be, and there has been a correction and an addendum to the story, there will be additions made to the Ranger class uh, to hopefully make them a little more appealing in certain ways because video games can get patched and, you know, rule books can't. Uh, I think they had a lot of, the Ranger in 5e has a lot of mechanics that don't work. In a video game too like it's very imagination based that's or, interesting you know. i've never heard that before they're not very translatable into uh games rangers i mean there's the fifth edition version they have some abilities i think were mentioned i don't remember what they were yeah. it's just not coming to me but it was something think, like favored terrain you can't get lost in a desert i think is what they shouted out and it's like okay well then you don't get lost in the desert <laughs> you know what like, okay in, how does that make for a compelling gameplay yeah I mean, if there was they were doing something on the order of Witcher and was very narrative based, you could probably see that coming up. Like if you take the mind control trick, it comes up all the time in dialogue options. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I just don't, yeah, I don't, I don't see that coming up in that. So it, what's funny about the correction is that um, the guy who they were speaking with was Mike Merles. I don't know if he's CEO or president, but he's like the head guy, right? He's the head honcho Mike, for the D and D line. Mike Merles. Hmm. Mike Merles. Okay. But he's he often goes online and says stuff that's inaccurate as <laughs> my was my impression from something like mike merles being mike merles again okay. um because there's a guy jeremy crawford who's their senior rules manager so he's he's the guy he's the wet blanket you know when you say why can't you do this stuff he's like no the rules are this so his <laughs> response to the tweet 
was nope period <laughs> kotaku was like hey the, there's they're changing uh larian's changing rangers and then wizards is going to change it for the rules and then he's just like nope really like, nope Wow. Uh, he did so, clarify a little more. He said he was referring to the alternative class features we're exploring for various classes, including the Ranger. These would be optional rules, not a redesign of the class. Yeah. So I think we're talking like subclass, like archetype. Because in 5th edition right now, so in our D&D campaign that we play on There Will Be Dungeons on Saturdays, therewillbedungeons.com if you want to check it out. Yep. Uh, our tiefling, our queen hope, uh, is actually a dexterity fighter, which means they use ranged weapons and dexterity-based attacks. That's normally like what, like from... a like a wood elf freaking shooting a bow and stuff, but instead she's right. Like, yeah. yeah, but so one of the things I understand is that the fighter class is a, in a dex build. Um, so ranged weapons, archers, performs better than an actual ranger whose class identity is pretty much hunting. You know, the yeah. bow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rangers pretty pretty fixed in our mind what a ranger is they like the wild they probably shun cities they know stuff about nature and they shoot arrows yeah there's no there's no ranger walking around with a you know a, a billy club like a cleric does right and a, and a holy book or anything like that you know like they so so it's problematic i think if, if anyone was to say i want to play a good ranged character that's really min max to be super effective with like a bow I would tell them to play a dexterity fighter and not a ranger. Hmm. Well, yeah. all right, that's actually... so. Yeah. Anyway, so this came up, but it is interesting when your game. I guess when you design a game and then another company looks at it and goes like, "Eh, this doesn't work." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can, can you can you fix this so that hey, we can be better? We're literally, both running into the same problems. It's uh, it's fascinating to see that. Over, the rules guys. Over no life. rules are rules. They're set in stone. Mm. <laughs> How dare you, sir? I mean, yeah. yeah. Rules are rules, but it is interesting to see them learn from each other. And they did say it that, um, maybe you just mentioned this, but they said at the PC gaming conference at E3, uh, they asked him what rule set uh, you're using. I think Day9 asked that, and he said, fifth edition, just came immediately said fifth edition. So if anyone at home's like, what are, you gonna, what are they going to use? Is this going to be like Baldur's Gate 2 where they were using what, 2.5 or who knows what that was? Um. Yeah, straight up fifth edition rules that we're all working with today, which I think is fine, right? You're not going to go backwards and use old no, rule I'm, sets. They've they've really gotten behind fifth edition in a big way, and it's been very successful for them. I think it makes the most sense to to go off of it. I think it's it's the first property that uses fifth edition. I don't think any games ever used fourth edition. Could be wrong about that. My no. sense is no that they've still been just running three or three point five in games. <laughs> so it's it's also nice to see them stop using third edition and use a different one yeah thank you that is nice well done guys oh really this is the first they'll use fifth with that's crazy i don't yeah. think there were any games that used any fourth edition rules Did now some of the else? board games might be fifth edition relatable or that even that little you know the turn-based one that you you bought what bought it for me i like yeah, it i like it a lot the um, uh candle deep uh tales of candle deep or whatever it is yeah, i love I think that one that might even be based on third edition but it, I'm not 100% sure. It might actually be on 5th edition rules, I think. Is there advantage in it? Uh, yes, you do get advantage. Uh, and it, that's okay. That's based on 5e because advantage is like a 5e only thing. There's right. No other editions have advantage. So that thing's based um, on a board game of the same name, but the board game supposedly sticks very strongly to the rules it lifts from its D&D &D source. And so as far as I know, that game 
is pretty adherent to that, but you can also tweak some of it too. So I guess it's not entirely strict strict about it, but they tend yeah. to make that stuff so it makes for a better board game a lot of the time too. So, I, I, but I don't know. I haven't played any of. My only problem with that there? game is they doesn't support uh, cloud saves across platforms. So if you have it on Linux or Mac uh-huh. and your PC version, no matter which version you're playing, you're not going. You get cloud syncs for the version you're playing, but it doesn't synchronize between platforms and it irritated the hell out of me for some reason but it's a cool game i recommend it still it's good it's got one of those lizard people that has wings what are their names what are they called lizard people with wings. not lizard like what are they i don't even know what to call her she, she mine the lady in mine looks like uh she has wings and she's kind of snake-like i think she has a tail there is also a lizard lizard folk in it so it's not that. It's a different kind of thing. I forgot the name. Anyway, that's a no, cool it's game. Not a, not, a, not a one T? No, I can't remember. But if people are looking for like a low impact sort of fun D&D questy thing that I think translates to video games really well, I think that thing's awesome. It's really fun to play. Yeah, it, was, it was fun. Tales of Candle Deep something, something, something. Available now. All right. Uh, well, there you go. That's some fun stuff. We're always uh, dealing with the D&D, so why not? <laughs> Uh, we have a Discord. I don't know if you guys all knew that. It's uh, available to everybody. You don't have to do anything to get into it except just go to the link and click. And you can find that over at frogpants.com slash core. Uh, we still have the heroesforyou.com website that just takes you there. So you'll all get forwarded there no matter what. But no matter what, you can go there. You click on the Discord link and boom, you're in. You guys should join because we get some cool questions. Like this one from Pigfur. <laughs> yep. Nailed it. Think it's just pig fur? Might be pig fur. I don't know. It's pig fur. Anyway, says if you could tell your younger self one thing about future the future of gaming, what would it be? John, you should answer that. What would you tell? What would you go back and tell little Johnny there in uh, sixth grade? What, what what would you tell him about the future? Uh, I would tell him. Uh, I would tell him you're going to be. Uh, really, you know what? Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to tweak this a little bit. I'm going to tweak it to, I get to do that thing where you bring one game into the past and show your past self. Oh, okay. And what I want to do is I want to bring that new, um, (laughs) the redone quake Two. Yeah. With the, with the newest graphic card settings, the ray tracing. Oh yeah. I want to bring it to him and I want to say, Hey, Tell your parents to get you a Voodoo 3 card because this is what it looks like. Just mess with, just mess with them. You're going to dick with them is what you're going to do. Yeah. Look oh, at how man. good Quake 3 looks. All right. Doesn't it look good? You just need a better Voodoo card. You can do it. I like your future. Also, I think the question's hard and it's just kind of at a base level because by showing them something from the future of gaming, you're leaving out all the iterative steps it took to get there. There are no like, giant leaps. So that would be hard for me. So what I would do is I would cheat here as well, and I would take my uh, Oculus Quest back with me. Yeah. And I would put it on his dumb 10-year-old head and say, look, you're like Lawnmower Man or whatever <laughs> movie was out then that I would have referenced. And I said, look, it actually freaking works. Like, this is VR's coming, so be ready for it one day. Because that's one example of where we're at where it did seem to make a, a big jump kind of all of a sudden in the, you know, mid 2010s we were just like whoa vr is here and up till then it was a lot of pie in the sky wishful thinking you know bad headset things that were just like led uh, i played dactyl nightmare (laughs) when i was little 
Right. I play, I bought that, or I tried or bought her. I can't remember how we had it, but we had that Sega had a thing that you could run on the Genesis. And it was just utter shit. It was the worst thing. It's not <laughs> VR. But for some reason, I just couldn't get over the fact that there was like a screen in there and it was, I could close out the rest of the world. Tiny little steps, but, you know, to be able to take VR back now and go, dude, look how far we've come. My my 10-year-old self would just be shocked out of his mind. So that's probably what I'd do. Bo, what would you take back? To little bow. Um, I, I, I don't know that I'd, I'd probably take some esports footage back. <laughs> That's cool. I because like it. Why would you just take I a video of, of Diablo numbers? I, I actually up? think I was of the right age if I hadn't bailed or if I just knew. If I just knew. Like, internet wasn't what it was today. Yeah. I didn't realize people at that time were playing esports for money for competing in that way i didn't learn about it till i felt you know long after the facts and then before i was over the hill i think if i had known at that age mm-hmm. and told myself not to listen to the pressures of others because a lot of people i really enjoy gaming and a lot of people in my life told me it was you know for children and nerds who sat in the basement so i had a lot of that influence in my life yeah. and um i just tell them not to listen to it look at esports and do this because i think I think I'm pretty skilled at games, but I'm 40. I don't yeah. play esports at 40. I think I, just with the right encouragement or right path, I, I would have tried. Could have been a contender. Could have been a contender. What if I was? The, what if <laughs> we are wrong about the cap? What if there's no such thing? What if we think it's only for 19 to 22 year olds and then they're out? What if? What if Bo at 40 could just knock it out and kill it? No, you can't. Because like even like now when I sit in game, like it's like, oh, my side doesn't feel right. And I'm like, oh, it's age. You know, like. Just, <laughs> it's, it's age. I've been infected like, with age. I mean, that's all it is, really. You know, like just little discomforts that like you don't think about or you walk it off. Like you just feel that. used to be rambunctious and hurt myself and do all kinds of stuff. Now just existing, starting to. What if I went back and told myself, my former, my kid self, that uh, uh, Duke Nukem three, uh, Duke Nukem Forever is shit. Don't worry about it. If they start talking about it and talk about how long it takes, don't even care because it it was bad. That would be a good one. Little younger John Jagger spent a lot of time worrying about what was going to go on with the esteemed Duke Nukem license, and I think we could have quelled that pretty early. Yeah, I tend to agree. All right, well, that's a fun question. How about this one from Tomahawk3? Tomahawk1 and 2 did not participate in today's questions. If you could tell your younger... Oh, wait, that's the same guy. Did I do that wrong? Oh, it's the same question. No, it's different, no, it's different people. One, they riffed on each oh, other. Oh, oh okay. If you could tell your younger self to spend less time playing one game, what game would that be? <laughs> that's hard. Okay, I know one. Uh, Anarchy Online. Okay. That was a waste of my yeah. time. I, I had, I, you know, I shouldn't say that. I was having fun. I played with friends. Very early MMO. Busted to hell and back. Never really was great, but it it kind of had a cyberpunk thing, and I liked that vibe, and it was before WoW, and, you know, before we really figured this stuff out. I spent a lot of time in that game that I kind of wish I would have used somewhere else. So that's as close as I've got, because most of the time I don't regret any of my game time. I enjoy video games. Yeah, I was gonna say I think everyone's pretty quick to bail on games that they're not enjoying. Yeah, if you don't I think like the only it, regret people leave. Right, comes in from like maybe spending too much time in an MMO, but I don't really feel that way. about I mean, the big MMOs I played are World of Warcraft and Planet Side. And yeah, 
I, I just parts of me that wish I was playing a game that I was that into like in that way right now, but I'm just not. <laughs> All my game regrets are MMO related. I just realized because <laughs> yeah. I can think of three that I want to say, mm, stay away from it. So first, most obvious, stay away from Star Trek online. Simply try to save myself a couple of bucks there. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I was a dumb kid at the time I bought that. I mean, I wasn't. You don't gotta rationalize it. Just we get it. You get it. I'm just fun. saying, like that money would have gone somewhere else, and it wouldn't have been as good anyway. And it, it was two hundred and fifty. I just want to put this out there. What was two fifty? Was the lifetime deal? Yeah. Okay. Uh, something like that. I don't know. It's a yeah. lot of money. So it's, anyway. it's only like, no, but really, it's only like twenty. What's the? <laughs> would you eat a badger? 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 What's the thing you're drinking? <laughs> Baja Badger, a, a, a Mountain Dew, a Baja Blast, <laughs> a Baja Blast, a Baja um, Badger. You know. But like, what, where did you order though? You ordered food with it. <laughs> yeah. What did you get? Uh, I got their uh, nacho fries box. How much is how much does it cost you? I don't know. <laughs> is it like ten bucks though? Like no, Paul I don't. Parker it's not. Me. It's not ten bucks. It's probably around. I don't know, six, yeah, maybe? five, six. Oh my six. god, you guys are insane! For you're in America, right? Like every, you guys get fast food for like dirt cheap. Fast food here is like twenty dollars. Well, it depends on where you go. Like the, the Taco Bell, notoriously cheaper than anywhere else. If you do, what it I was right. trying to say is that it's like twenty trips to McDonald's. If you think about it that way, it's not that big of a deal. It's only two hundred fifty. How much if you went to McDonald's and got like a Big Mac combo meal? What would you pay in Canada? Big Mac combo meal probably run me fourteen fifty. Jeez, Louisus. Really? Yeah, that's pretty bad. It's because our money is a... worth nothing compared to yours. Because oh. in American money, first of all, it's probably like ten bucks American. Not even that. In ten or nine. Less. No, I'm just saying in this money. Like oh, if I was to give them American money, you know, oh, gotcha. it, would, it would convert. Yeah. And then also, like I've been to the states. Like you're, it's like you're giving away the McDonald's. Like it's insane. <laughs> like it's like come get fifteen McChickens for two dollars, <laughs> and I'm just like, how do you guys manage this? Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Only, how we the do only it. one. The only one I remember was that growing up, and this it doesn't cost this now. It's it's more expensive because of inflation. Was a double quarter pounder with cheese meal at McDonald's back in the day cost me six dollars and sixty six cents, and I always remembered that price because it always felt like an omen. Oh, it's like so... a, the devil's <laughs> the devil's fast food is what you had there. Right, like congratulations, you've ordered devil food. <laughs> Please pull up to the drive-through and pay. Yeah, Diablo Four uh, confirmed. Yeah. You're gonna pay the devil's price for this one, John. Um, <laughs> now it's like eight something. Yeah, but. it's it's changed. I mean, it definitely inflation happens, but we're we're uh, clearly we are spoiled here when it comes yeah. to food prices. Because gosh dang, fifteen bucks for a Big Mac combo is a yeah, is a ripoff. Subway is fifteen bucks for a foot long. Jeez! Wow. And okay, that, so uh, that has like less Star Wars like... or Star Trek Online. Yeah, I would say this one will be controversial because some people look back on it fondly. No, on Star on Star Wars Galaxies was that it? The first MMO? Oh yeah, Star Wars Galaxies was the first Star Wars MMO. Yeah, you yeah, regret that. I was so excited for it, Bo. I'll get you on my side with this comment. I gave up planet side to get into that. Oh, I had prime man. planet side time. I could have continued had I not dropped planet side to get into galaxy. So when the freaking, and it was a mistake. Yeah. The freaking Vanu were hitting one of our home cons like uh, Forceral and we needed mm -hmm. people to defend it. You weren't there to answer the call. Nope. Yeah. And I was Terran Republic just like you. I could have been there, man. 
I could have been in your in your team. Your I could have been helping, squad. but I yeah, wasn't. You couldn't. I was in Star Wars Galaxies trying to figure out how to be a Jedi and <laughs> swimming on Endor for some reason. So I've been watching our our friend friend of the show, Steve Hammaker. I don't know if he's still listening to us or not. He probably he was is. there earlier. Um, yeah. I was here tonight. Oh, yeah, he was he was there at the start of the show. He may he may be getting oh, on the podcast, Steve. but Hello. Steve, if you're there, I watched Steve stream a whole bunch of Star Wars Galaxies recently. He's on some kind of like. Not to throw him under the bus, but on some, you know, not officially sanctioned server, obviously, because the game's no longer in production or, you know, service uh-huh. or whatever. And um, he was really into it, like going for it. He got his he got his lightsaber, went the whole Jedi route, which was a nightmare, if you remember, to do. Yeah. Uh, and he loves it. Just loves that thing. I'm sure that game has its fans, but I'm kind of with John. It just was too janky for its own good and too too obtuse it was weird that was a weird effing game and in the light of wow being so successful they tried to turn that beast around to make it something simpler to be more competitive to a broader market and it and of course that just pissed off their base and what a sad messy sad mess that whole it story. was, a, it was unfortunate yeah. i have uh, one Oh, well, I'll have? let you finish, but I have one. Okay. Okay. My last one. This yeah. is my last one. Okay. EverQuest 2. Oh. I want to just tell myself it's not it doesn't win. It, <laughs> you, you're right now you're gambling between this and wow. Yeah. It's, it's a mistake. Two. EverQuest 2 is not I mean, okay, I know it still has its fans. And that's great. I love the dedicated little group that thinks EverQuest 2 is still rad. I could I I played I don't know, 5 hours and that's the best I could do. And I wanted that 5 hours back. All right, Bo, what do you got? Matrix Online. Oh, geez. I played Matrix. that a lot. I was in the beta. I was super stoked. I loved the Matrix films, all of them. Wanted to get in on that and gave it more time than I should have. That thing was poopski. Yeah. It was poop. Did and you ever do, bad, did you go really there want... when they shut it down? Were you one of those players that showed up on the last day kind of thing? I was going to do so. that. No, I, I don't think so. Um, I had, I had finally come to the conclusion that this game was just a turd. You were going to rubber band like constantly. It just, yeah. It was it a just turd. wasn't good. Yeah. There's a reason good. it didn't stick around. Uh, City of Heroes, I keep bringing up in the chat. I do not regret a minute I spent in City of Heroes. I Me love that either. game. Yeah. yeah. Love that game. That game was great. And I and I know there's that weird server and that there's stuff. I, I, I get it. I'm not going to play it now, but I do think of that fondly and wish that character creator was like on my phone or something. <laughs> they made all our There Will Be Dungeons characters in that character creator. Not too long ago. Yeah, someone I don't, did. I don't remember the name of, of who did it, but that was super cool. Somebody on that secret server went through and made all of our characters in City of Heroes and gave them appropriate abilities and, you know, the whole the whole nine yards. And it was amazing that it was still that effective. I saw that and it looked amazing. And then John went and did the same thing in the character creator in the latest uh, Soul Calibur game. And yeah. I went, man, this is so great. So I went and did it in... Um, Oh, what was the game that uh, the Sims guy put out that you could make all the characters in? Uh, Spore. I went into Spore and made it. The problem is, it's just all penises. So, sorry, I didn't <laughs> let anyone know, but it's just a bunch of penises. That's all you can well, make in Spore. Or the lack of a penis for your characterization of Nash. That's right. Spore is a penis generator. Nash just didn't even exist in this world. Because he has no penis. Wait, I think I played Spore. I don't remember there being penises. Oh, you could, dude, you could go full dickery in that game. <laughs> yeah. Let's see okay. if I can find well, it's been, some. It's been a while, and I didn't play it that much, so I don't know. Spore I don't, penis. I'm a horse in this debate. 
If you just do like, did you just Google spore penis? I did even worse. I did. Uh, I did that on YouTube. You. <laughs> okay, Congratulations, yeah. you're now on a watch list. I'll give you. Here's one for you. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna. Just, I'm gonna. Just don't. Just don't, don't, don't. I don't want to see gangrene penis. It's not like that. It's. It's. This is on YouTube, so it's allowed there. I'm. Uh, I'm putting it in the chat. So chat, look at the. <laughs> this this isn't even, and this isn't even a penis this is just the dude with a is that an actual spore race yeah you can no you make everything in spore you construct you make it so and you, I'm, I'm looking at a butt <laughs> hole like an anus yeah right now. yeah this I, I didn't find a penis it's a one. bipedal man who i guess has to be bent over <laughs> whose spinal cord is designed to be bent over yeah and yeah have you not seen this Hold on. This is a no. nightmare. Hold on, I got better ones. I mean, it's not that bad. There's no fluid or warts or anything. Here's a better one. Here. <laughs> I never. Did, I didn't do this when I played Spore. Yeah, no. This was the fun of that game. Is the character or the creature creator thing? Just let they you make the most a, horrible a, emergent things. Emergent gameplay. Emergent gameplay. Sure, sure. That's fun to call it that. Um, but you could make. Everything from like semi-realistic looking people to and then and give them wieners, or the creatures could all be wieners, as you can see from this wiener fest this guy made. Like this is just that oh, was the two the two wieners are singing to each other. Yeah, it's a loving tribute to the world of spore wieners. Anyway, spore still a video game. Yep. Uh, no, I can't. How can I get? How, why would I get suspended for this? It's a it's a video game you can stream. You can go stream spore, right? I hope so. <laughs> uh, we've got another Dr. Uh, mustache incident. No, Sorry, guys. No, no. The morning stream isn't going to be on for a while because Scott decided the only, to show The only place treat. you're going to see Scott for the next month is Kotaku. <laughs> I'm going to get me and Schreier. So we'll sit down for an interview and uh, we'll see what comes out of that. All right. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a video game. You can go play right now on Steam. I don't think there's any rules that they have. This, they don't have a special section that goes, uh, section subsection B6 spore in particular lets you make a wiener please don't make a wiener and show it on your stream I don't think they do that I, I could be wrong but I could I don't think that's a thing alright okay. uh, next we'll, question we'll bleep it out wannabe Yonko wrote in says can we agree that whatever you stand wherever you stand on the epic store exclusivity debate the Shenmue 3 situation is straight up wrong meaning that that thing is apparently exclusive there yeah, so the the full story to that is is that they did a Kickstarter for Shenmue Three uh, when they were proposing the platforms that it would be available on. Steam was listed as you know possible PC platform, and everybody assumed that that would be the case. And now they have sold the rights to Epic for one year of exclusivity to the Epic Store, mm -hmm. and so there's a bunch of people who are steam only users that are now feeling like they've been slighted uh but the developers are standing by look a kickstarter is not a promise like the announcement is officially it's coming to the epic store we made you no guarantees when you kickstarted this that it was going to be on any platform so sorry hmm. that's horse, horse horse hold on though i don't I guess I'm not having the not problem. Saying it's you, John. You're just saying what they said. But I'm right. yeah. I'm just I'm just saying what they what they. Yeah, said. he's just the messenger. Here's here's what I would say. They've they've done the messaging wrong. Because here's the answer to this. It's easy. It's simple. They didn't kickstart it 
when people went to kickstart that that thing they got their copy of the game so it doesn't matter where they put it on the store once it actually hits retail as long as everyone who supported it at levels that gave you a game key why do they care if it's on epic or not well i think their stance is kind of what Bo's stance is which is i don't want the epic store i want a steam version that was kind of how it was presented to me oh i see two two threads two threads though one is if your game's going to be exclusive to the epic store just because that's where it is like you know Fortnite. yeah fine but they need to stop doing and i think what really you know oh it's going to be on steam and on epic jk not on steam for a while and they're only doing it to steam right probably be able to get keys on g2a all you want and you know everything else it's just steam it's just steam yeah and it's annoying that they put you know again i don't know if shenmue has a store page up on steam but the other games like have all put up store pages and made commitments right and it's not illegal and you can say like you know well it's a kickstarter you signed up for it but at the end of the day i don't i just hate being told one thing and then having them switch it up because you know, I just I think it's a bad look. They should just let you install the game without a store. Like if you backed it on the Kickstarter, that's how you fix this problem. Then now you're store agnostic. Who cares? You know, if you want it on Epic, great. That's where we're at. Oh, you don't? Okay, well here's here's yeah, the here's sure. a key, and you just download it, and install it. Now you got your game on your hard drive, like we used to do it mm-hmm. in the old days. I like yeah. that. Yeah. First think, of all, I, think I that would be a, a good happy medium. Here's the other thing that's going to be a little controversial. Shenmue okay. is shit, and no one should care about this game. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you went real hard with that because my slight hot take that I figured would get comments was, "Hey, maybe they're doing you Shenmue fans <laughs> a service." You're getting a little favor out of this. You just don't know it yet. But here's the thing: if you've waited this long for Shenmue three and still are all on board on Shenmue, there's no you can't convince somebody that's at that stage that that game's okay. Yeah, they're in it. I don't know what. I don't know why people don't know that because I played Shenmue one and two, or I tried to played a lot of one. They were never great. They were breaking. They were breaking some interesting ground back then. No question, yeah. like third-person, 3D world, story-based, interactive world stuff. It, it it deserves its place in history. But y'all have got like big, thick, sweaty driplets of yellowish, stinky nostalgia stuck in your eyes because that thing is a garbage monster at the end of it. It's not good. It's not good video games, those games. So I'm just saying... All of this is fine. One of the highest kickstarted games in the world in terms of how much money it made and everything. Well done, everybody. But you're milking a diseased cow. So that milk is going to taste like ass. Also, the guy who who made that game has even said that this is not the end of the Shenmue story. And here's the thing. Like, I get saying, but I'm so invested in the story. I want to see how it ends. It's not going to end. You know you're just going to be left dangling at the end of this again mm-hmm. and have to hopefully kickstart Shenmue 4 in another 20 years yep. uh, in the hopes of getting the next tidbit. And guess what? He already said that Shenmue 4 wouldn't be the end of the story. So it's not worth waiting for. There's no end to this. There's no end game here. Yeah. This yeah. is a road to nowhere. and I, You should get off the road now because it's it's... It's bad. It's a dumb road. 
it's you running down a very low poly road and trying to buy something out of a vending machine in Japan with horrible <sighs> subtitles. While looking for sailors. Yeah, and not ever Always really looking for sailors. and not really fighting very well when you do fight. It's I feel kind like of uh, one of the dangerous looking men. Yeah. <laughs> what, I feel what like Bob? one of Yonko, though, is like into Shenmue 3. Well, some people are. I think people are stoked about it. I'm not, and I don't decry them that. This is my opinion. So yeah. don't don't take it as anything more or less. It's just what I think. But I think a lot of people are going to get their hands on it and go, eh, what's so great about this? Like, I, I, I think you've forgotten. And that happens. It happens to me. I've done that. You know, where I'm like, oh, I'm so stoked. I was so stoked to try that Diablo 1 thing on good old games. It's 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 too old. I couldn't do it. I can't do I it either. Got, I, I like, tried. Oh, I tried. I even more money for nothing. Yep, it's real bad. Um, Scuds McKenzie says, I don't play PC games to deal with exclusivity. exclusivity. Well, then you're not playing games anywhere because everything has this problem. Your PlayStation has exclusivity. Your Xbox has it. Your Switch has it. Your phone yeah, has it. Yeah, saying on, on the PC platform. He doesn't want exclusive on the platform. I don't play PC games to deal with exclusive. Oh, I see what he's saying. Yeah, I, but uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still... I can't be mad at a company like you know Ubisoft, for example, wanting to do their own launcher, or even EA. Yeah. You know, but make it good. I think, I think that's... Just make the stores good. Mm-hmm. They're not doing it. The only good store that's a nice app that runs is Blizzard and Steam. Oh. The rest are all, y'all are jank. Let me tell you my f- hot opinion then on uh, on the Epic Store that annoys me so much. Because I'm actually... Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Fi- I'm fine with installation. I'm fine with the games. I'm not even that bothered by exclusivity. I think this is just a bunch of business fighting, and I don't care if I can get the game on my PC. I don't care what launcher. Well, we've gone through all this before. It's not that big a deal to me. Here's my big issue. When I go to the Epic Store, I am presented, and I click on Store, I'm presented with this giant, filled-in, almost like Pinterest-style, every, everything sort of filled in with big banners of games, right? And yeah. the top tell you multiple scrolls. You have to go way deep into that thing today. I don't know about tomorrow. may change. But right now, today, I noticed uh, I have to take multiple looks and checks and stuff to see every game that's there and they're all pre-orders it's weird like 50 pre-orders you're supposed to have a i mean this isn't just a steam thing everybody does this no matter what you're doing you need to have a these are coming soon these are new releases these are popular and otherwise search for tags or search names that's just that's not just a hey steam does it so we should do it that's the world does that with data. You should do that with your data. Instead, I've got this wall of games, including games that are not coming out until 2020 Christmas, are up there. $59.99, pre-order now. And it's and, and I it's have to scroll image. past it. Yeah, <laughs> and I have to keep image. going. I got to keep going. And then finally I get to a game that's for sale. And by that time, I'm like, F this. Like, what are you guys even doing? And by the doing? time those all release, they'll still be on there with other pre-orders. And you'll have to scroll through even more pictures it's only gonna get worse it's really bad right now the store is bad you shouldn't buy things on it you shouldn't use it unless you absolutely have to because they were not they're not respecting your they're not respecting if i pinpoint right in and grab something i want it's not a big deal because i just use it to launch it and i don't care but if you're asking me if i use it as a thing to go check and see what's hot and new or whether i should be doing anything over there 
does not work that way. It's bad. It's very bad. I've never browsed on it. Like I've only ever gone there when I know there's a game on there that I want. Yeah. Like when Outer Wilds came out, I went there knowing that's what I wanted and it took me forever to find for a game that I knew had just come out and knew was popular and knew was exclusive to their store. And it's weird that with all three of those things being true, it took me as long as it did to find it, uh, which is incredibly disappointing. Um, But before we move on real quick, I want to throw out one more hot take just to get people riled up. Sweet. Go. You ready for this? Yep. Here we go. Shenmue related. No Shenmue. uh, Sort of. It's related to the stores. Hey, everybody who's like, Oh, it's not on steam. I hate exclusivity. Exclusivity's dumb. Guess who invented exclusivity on the PC market? (laughs) It was Steam. (laughs) That's where it came from. Yeah. Think about that before you get all angry about exclusives. Yeah. They just copied. Who started it? They just took all this time to get there and to create. Anyway, that's going to get people riled up. So we should probably. Yeah, we should move on. (laughs) I like it. Bo, do you have any reaction to that or how are you feeling over there? You good? No, I'm good. I know there's exclusives <laughs> on the platform. It's timed exclusives. I hate. I've been. That's not. And that's not what he's talking about. Do you think it's a conspiracy? I don't like the pullouts. I think it's bad form, and I detest it. And I don't like time. I don't like waiting. If I prefer Steam, and we'll eventually get Borderlands on Steam, I don't like being told to made. I have to wait a year. Yeah. Well, we, but this... yes, there's. I play Blizzard games. It's exclusive to the Blizzard launcher. Sure. I, I, it'd be a hypocrite to say I don't. I can't. Nobody likes exclusives. I think it's just a fact yeah. of yeah. life, but they are re- reality, and I understand. No that. conspiracies, though. I was gonna. I want to play a clip here, but I only want to do it if you have a conspiracy. Get any tinfoil hat theory on anything? I don't know. I, I don't have a conspiracy, but I do have a special request to make of people. But we should pro- probably mention it later in the show. Okay. I still had. I just wanted to play it. I mean, I, I don't still have one. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. You just said it's totally fine. It was gonna happen. I might. All right, have... I have one. I figured one out. Oh, actually. okay. Just what do you got? What do you got? What is it? Oh, you're gonna tell me uh, later or now? Oh, I was waiting for the sound because. Oh, I I'll play know. the whole thing. All right, here you go. Wait, oh, that's that's didn't work. Okay. Okay, that's all it is. It's short. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Epic is trying to sell games and take over the Steam market because they want to be the first to Mars. First to Mars? <laughs> wow. Okay. Whoa. Hold on a second. Can you can you dig a give let's go a little just slightly you can deeper. Bake a potato under that tinfoil hat today. <laughs> Jeez. It's because uh, the guy who runs the place, he's got a real attitude problem and he doesn't really want to be around humans, so he wants to go to Mars. Tim Sweeney. Said, he didn't say Tim Sweeney, he didn't say as much on Twitter, but you could tell by his tone with all the debacle surrounding Epic Store. Yeah, he, he is kind of wants to build a house on Mars and, and move away from. I mean, Mars. he's of that era, that early '90s Carmack Romero era of you know guys making cool shit blow up and you know listening to heavy metal all night and just kind of the, it's just those guys. And I think he's just he doesn't he doesn't play well in this space of like everybody's got the thing they want. He's just like ah whatever. I just I'm making this thing. You're gonna come here because Fortnite. Like he's got a weird attitude about it. Yeah. He's a really smart guy. I'm just by pulling the way. that out of my butt because I didn't want to disappoint anybody. He's but. really smart. I, 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 you can't sell Tim's Weenie too short. I like but. Epic overall, by the way. Their engine, pretty great. Yep. And their games, a lot of them I like. Yep. Just a store. There just you go. Store. There's a guy who made that, that meme of me. There's a guy who made a meme of me today. <laughs> I like the um, meme, though. It just says, I hate Epic. And I'm like, 
point of order. <laughs> but I like it. I don't so want much. that going around. I hate the Epic Game Store, not Epic as a whole. Can I go? Let's just or quickly. Chat, you want to see this? Let me show you this great picture of Bo. But I like the memes. So I just much. like that he used my D and D out robe because it just makes me look like a, <laughs> a stupid person. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy with his dirty bed in the background and, and a cloth over his head saying, I hate Epic. Uh, <laughs> Everyone see. should use that anytime Epic does something they don't like. I hate Epic. I'm there's new guns in it. Fortnite and there's Bo. I hate Epic. <laughs> and the worst part is in the corner it says made with Mimatic, which means it's on a website somewhere now. <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah, he used the thing. Someone's going to find that and go, oh, new meme template. Let's use this. Yeah, I guarantee that's what happened. I can't find where I replied to it or I'd show it to everybody. It's just a great picture of Bo with his hood over him, like from oh, D&D. Well, and it says, I hate it. You replied on the core account. That's why, maybe why. Oh, maybe that's why I don't say it. Anyway. I put should... it in the Discord if you want to share yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to share this with the chat. I'll just put it. They don't have to see it on screen. I'll just put it in the chat room. But, but there you go. There's Bo. Looking, he found a good frame it. where I look angry. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. It's a really good meme. You do I look like pretty it sinister. Lot. It's awesome. But yes, there's a thing called nuance. I can defend exclusivity and say I think the Shenmue thing shitty, and I would still buy all my games on Steam. I can say all three of those things and have them be true. Yeah, those things aren't mutually exclusive. Or wait, is it the other way around? I forget how that works. How's mutual yeah. exclusivity go? Only on Epic Store do they get mutual it's, exclusivity. Yeah, it's only on Epic. That's the only place you can get it. Don't forget, Brian Dunaway once coined this phrase. It's back when he really believed it. I don't like Steam. But that was back in like 2008. He's changed his tune. He likes Steam just yeah. fine now. But we all did. We all hated Steam. I still play it all Half-Life the time. Life too. Yeah. I didn't. I was mad at him. I was mad because it was janky and broke a lot. And yeah, I was going to say, then you didn't play Half-Life 2 when it first came out because yeah, that true. was the reason you hated Steam. Yeah. You were forced to install it to this thing, and you were like, what the hell is Steam? Why do I have to do this? All right, well, let's play Half-Life 2. Right. What do you mean I can't play Half-Life 2? <laughs> uh, it was like the, the Diablo, the Error 42 or whatever it was. People uh, were fried was, about that. Yeah. It was that sort of thing. It was very, it was anger-inducing, but... Uh... All right, we should get to what we're playing. Check this out. I have high high things to say about the following game. There's a game on Steam, which I forgot I had been given a code for ages ago uh, when it first dropped in early access called Hunt. Uh, it's Hunt and then colon Showdown, or in the logo, it's just Hunt, and then below it in little words, Showdown. I'll get to what the Showdown thing means. But I am blown away by this game. So it's made by Crytek, the makers of both... Uh, Crisis and the Crytek engine. And Far Cry. Far Cry. The original Far Cry. Um, they are, you know, they have their engine as well. Their engine's, you know, it's up there in terms of fidelity. It doesn't have the market share that that uh, freaking Unreal and others do. But um, anyway, they made a game and they're making a game. So this thing's still in development, although much further along than when I first saw it. Um, and it's called Hunt Showdown. Now, the, let me just give you a, a quick description of the tone. This is like uh, down in the like Bayou South in the 1800s. Okay. So like Western times, but in the American South, the hot, sweaty, swampy South. And okay. in this game, you can do it solo if you want. You can do it with friends. You can do it with randos, whatever. 
But you start this game. I found out it's not four people all working together. It's teams of two always. But there are 10 people on the map at any given time. So there's a little Battle Royale aspect to this that I really like despite my tiredness with Battle Royale stuff because it takes a totally different tact toward the toward that idea. So I'll get to that in a second. But anyway, let's say I go in there and I team up with John. John and I are now in there. We're a couple of rusty-looking old dudes who are there to hunt down and destroy uh, creatures, which are both AI. Or there's a bunch of AI stuff in there to kill. They're all super crazy and weird. Um, everything from simple zom- zombies you can take with like a headshot. There's these guys that are on fire called emula- emulators who will explode r- sort of randomly, so you got to be careful with them. Um, this chick that's got like a beehive in her chest and her in her her like her uh, her uh, torso and her her head's like lopped off to the side, but inside of her torso is this huge nest full of poisonous insects. Um, lots of stuff like that. There's a huge, very disgusting, very fast skittering giant spider that if you find its lair, lots of great rewards for killing it, but my gosh, it's hard and it takes time. And that thing is gnarly. I saw my first one of those today and I thought I was going to die. Anyway, Put a lot of effort in their spider animation tech. Yes, oh, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. You not like spiders, huh? Not a fan. No, I'm, I'm arachnophobic. You would not like this spider. It is you only you don't see him very often. In in like twelve games or whatever, I've only ever seen the spider once. And what? yeah, but I don't need that in my life. I'm, uh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, now I, I don't want to. I don't want to. If it's if it's his lifelike, like I cartoon spiders, Diablo spiders, fine. Yeah. If it's Mortal Kombat spiders, nope. Not your, not, not your thing, huh? No. All right. If it's a, is it a scary game? It is a is it meant to scare you. Um, I mean, it, not in a, not in a survival horror sort of way. Um, because okay. I, I'm already maybe if it maybe if it doesn't jump out at me suddenly from nowhere, I'll be fine. Yeah, you, you'd know you were, you'd know you were there. You'll see webs. You'll hear skittering sounds. You'll you'll know that you're in the zone, and you're there, Are there with many f- spiders that though that attack you. No, just, just a just a big ass one single spider. It's like but, a shellob, shellob. Yeah, shilob? like that, shilob? like that. Except really fast, and that's the part that gets me is how fast he is. Yeah. I don't like that. So do you, do, Scott? Let me ask you. Go. Do you scream when the spider arrives? No, I did not scream when the spider arrived. But do you even have like a oh got like any of your? I did have a visceral reaction to it. Yes, I saw it and went oh okay, my yeah, gosh! I think I got to be out. It's I think really, it, I'm really use my <laughs> test bed. If you react to it, it's gonna be bad. The for game, me. the game is very. I mean, it's graphically rich and very realistic in some ways, and so that stuff does come off as very. They're not cartoony. These spiders. These are hairy, awful, giant thing that's on the ceiling most of the time. Ugh, looking down at you. Are you looking for video of it right now? No, yeah. I just am, I'm just running some footage of this guy walking through the swamp. swamp. But um, anyway, that might I'm be worth doing, Bo. That way, that way you'd know. But anyway, so uh, here's the other thing that's uh, tonally important. Uh, you're just kind of these greasy 1800s dudes, and you've got um, guns that are really basic. Like it's a six-shooter six revolver thing. And a, like a repeater rifle that's just like old as shit, like Civil War era weapons. And it's one of the things I love about it, actually, because the game isn't about hunting around and finding other, other weapons, although there's a mode where there's some of that. But the main mode you play, you start with your loadout. You have so many bullets, you've got a, you've got a pistol, you've got this rifle, and you hop in and you go. And you and your teammate, or you if you do solo queuing or whatever, um, 
go around this world at a random time of day. It's never the same time. Sometimes it's bright and sunny out. Sometimes it's in the middle of the night. You never can pick. It just does it when you start the game. Um, to this, this you know, run-down, awful place where there's zombies everywhere. There's dead cows rotting in the sun. Like, it's very apocalyptic. Um, got a just a weird vibe to everything. Uh, creepy in a way that isn't, I don't find, like, super scary, but I find just visceral and real, I guess. Um, anyway, this, so back to our point, John, earlier about the middle ground between arcade and simulation. This really nails that because the weapons are very deliberate. Uh, they, you know, you, shooting one of those, it's old. You got to aim. If you miss, you got to, you know, reload. Reloading takes a little while. Uh, you're not just, you're not running around like Overwatch in this game, not even close. Um, but despite that, it doesn't punish you too bad. Like there's ammo refills all over the place. They are available to whoever needs it. Uh, meaning there could be a box and I get it and my other guy gets it. So it's not like I used it up and he can't like in Vermintide or something. Um, you're not picking up other weird weapons out there that do wacky stuff. You just have what you have. And the health stuff is manageable. So you don't feel there, there's ways to refill your health if you're getting hurt. But if you're on fire, you can put the fire out and that will stop you from burning, which will take you back to full if you do it fast enough. If you get cut and you're bleeding, you again can stop the bleeding. Um, you kind of have three levels of health. It reminds me of the way that uh, the division does it with three notches of health and they'll re they'll re um, refill depending on what notch you're on. So if you've lost a full notch of the three, you'll, you'll now only ever have a maximum of two. But if you only lose half of one of the notches and you get safe, it'll fill back up kind of halo style. So they've got this mix of like approachable, um, fun, not too punishing. And this other side, which is be careful, be methodic, be, don't just jump out. Like you can step on a twig and, 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 and wake up creatures, wake up monsters. You got to be careful. If you kill something too close to a horse, the horse will go nuts and start neighing. You need to shoot that horse in the head or get the H out of there. So there's a little bit of that. Like you're notifying the bad stuff around you. But more importantly, there are 10 people on this map, teams of two, all, all split up running around trying to do the same goals you are. And those same sounds and those same cues can get them all riled up and come in to see where you are. Like actual people are going to hear you and go, oh, dude, there's guys in that, you know, they're in that camp or whatever. And so you got to fight them. Um, sometimes you're fighting AI awfulness and humans will show up. And now it's like, well, shit, <laughs> someone's going to die here. May as well be us. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not explaining this very great, but I no, you are, you are. I think um, it's really something else. It's it's I'm, neat. I, I'm, so John shared some video of the spider with me. Yeah, yeah, he kind of moves like a fast real spider, not like a video game <laughs> boss spider. I know that's what's it's, scary it's about him. Tri it's triggering me watching the video. <laughs> uh, I don't think I can't play this game. I everything to... is so, some of this stuff sounds cool, but that spider is mortifying yeah it, it is there's no doubt about it um he moves quickly he moves very quickly and, and you... he'll be on the ceiling and the guy turns his camera away and then turns it now he's on the floor in your face yeah he's the spider is ruthless and again i've only bad, seen him once so it's, a, it's rare it's very rare bad spider. <laughs> <laughs> it's super rare though that's the thing i'll say about the spider anyway 
Uh, I mean, I, can you just like quit games if you get spider level? Just like just leave, leave. I guess you, you could. Just, you could just go hunting players and then eventually lose. Yeah, this is all true. Because the spider yeah. might show up. I want the matches where there's no spider. To well, show the up. spider will be contained to one area. Like if you're sent on the mission to go kill the spider, the spider's in one spot, and that's where everybody's slowly working is, their is way there a, Is there a closing circle of death? Yeah. So here's how that works. This is this is the super interesting part that I really appreciate because it's not like normal. Uh, okay. a thing where you have an artificial barrier that's closing in on you. That's that doesn't happen at all. You have this thing that's okay. called sight or sense. I forget what it's called. But you hold down E, and you basically can get clues as to where you should go next. So you can actually on the screen you'll see like some glittering blue in the distance when you're holding down E, and it's like you've got a sense for that, so you know to go in that direction. That's where one of the major things is. And the way the game works is everybody's trying to close these portals, and when they find them, you can do that pretty easily. And that closes that part of the map off so that the next area you need to go to is another, you know, another portal someplace, but it's, you're no longer having to worry about the zone you're in. You're just now moving on to the place that hasn't been touched yet. And the idea is that because you're doing these objectives, so are these other people. And eventually you're just going to have to meet in the middle. You don't have a choice to win the game. It isn't about eliminating all the players. You have to do that too. But you also have to eliminate the big bad AI creature at the end, which is one of the trippiest things I've ever seen in a video game. Just graphically, I've never seen anything quite like it. It's like the guy was so made of just, birds or something. Can you just sit there and pull a Zershel, basically? What's a Zershel? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Right. Wait, uh, just, just wait weak. for the two people to clobber each other and kill the victor. You I mean, can. You can. Or you can... Pot shot. Well, you wait for them to be in the middle of it and then pot shot them to death. Yeah. If you if you can. And the other there are ways to counter that though from the other team's perspective, because the creature senses all of you, depending on which one it is. And and if you're making noise, if you're taking pot shots, it hears those shots and will sometimes just run toward you. Um so so the AI is really devious that way. And they're very different kinds of AI. Some of them you if you don't if you fight them up close, you're screwed. They'll just swarm you and you'll die like the hellhounds. You just want to try to get some upper ground on those. There's this creature. I forgot what he's called, but he has a bunch of slugs that follow him around. The slugs uh, are really dangerous and poisonous, but if you kill him, and it takes a while, but once you kill him, the slugs die. Um, and then there's the basic zombies, which you just have to be really good at like headshotting them when you can. Um, and if another team hears you shooting, they're going to you know maybe try to ambush you. But there's not this... Here's the difference. In something like Apex Legends or Fortnite, it's like, oh, I hear shots over there. Let's go. And everybody, want, we're all done. Like, it was just dead. You know, like, it's just That's a crazy thing. there's no monsters. They did away with that once. Um, uh, what was it? Nation of Zombies. Not DayZ, but the other one after it. House of Zombies. Right. But, What's but it's, the one from Daybreak? To, the, uh, the, I forgot the name. H1Z1. 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 Yeah. So they originally had the zombies, which, in my mind was exactly what you're describing. It was a way for people, you know, in a game like Apex Edge Apex Edge Edgens. <laughs> Apex Legends, like they immediately just turbo, like that's the game. Like, oh, here's shots, let's go kill them. You yeah. know, let's go take advantage. And I find that more stressful than this because we're talking about a combination of that, but without the pacing that also makes Fortnite or Apex crazy. It's a slower well, there's, no, there's no artificial forced bubble. Which... Right. Right. In in a world in a world that's like very realistic, like if you think of PUBG, it has like 
you know, the mountain ranges and the items and stuff, trying to be sort of, you know, there's a realist aesthetic. There's nothing real about that giant circle that closes. It's pretty stupid, right. actually. Right. It sounds like, so that's why I'm like, oh, this game doesn't have that. That means it's not a battle. <laughs> yeah, the players yeah, basically so. <laughs> close it, and there's no danger to being in it. You just won't win. If the gameplay the gameplay itself forces the players to want to do, they just want to do the things they're meant to do, and they don't need... An artificial. It's a very like if you think about it, battle royales, that circle or cloud or yeah, zone yeah. is very like we made this great game, but we have this one problem we can't solve. So let's just put something stupid in that looks like it's from alpha build of the game and just call it the game. Right. Right. Like right. it's 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 actually the stupidest part of about battle royales is that there isn't a natural desire from seamless from the gameplay that makes you pushes you to that center point right um so it sounds like this game has it in the form of the boss that you have to feed. it absolutely does when standing it's about being the one to take down the boss now if there's two teams alive and team a takes out the boss they win even if all the other teams are alive my they, understanding they, i've never been on the winning end of that stick but i think that is correct i think that's how okay. it works so if they're d- dilly dallying because they were trying to be too slow to get to the fight or weren't you know, their, their goal is to take you down so that they can be the ones that take down that AI boss. The way you describe it, because without having played it, just watched a little bit of the video, and I'm just going to set aside the spider issue for now. Sounds really cool. Actually. It's neat. <laughs> it's really neat. I mean, there are going to be people that this isn't for, and that spider may be the end of you. I don't know. But like... I won't be playing the spider level. There have I'm, there have been there have been times in this game. By the way, the spider never leaves its lair. So you, if you want the spider, it's it's a l- deliberate thing for you to go do. I'm you, not gonna win the game. <laughs> huge XP for that. Now the, here's the thing though: they don't really give you. Oh wait, an it's not the objective. The spider's not the objective. No, he's no, not. The he's spider, not. Spider. The spider is sometimes the boss. I believe. Oh really? Okay. Sometimes. I didn't know that. I like didn't know it that. can be the big boss that you're sent to to hunt down. Okay, that could hmm. be the boss may change, and maybe the spider is just one of them. So maybe you would be screwed in that regard. I don't know. But uh, I'll just eat the bullet now. Is there an option to turn the gun in your own face? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I think I think the thing that probably would be the most the, the thing I don't like about the spider, not to just get hung up on one boss and why it's terrifying, yeah. but um, is that the AI, it's not one of those things where it's like the spider has aggroed on you and now we'll just be attacking you nonstop now that you've aggroed it. Sometimes it just goes and hides. Yeah. Sometimes you're just in the barn and it's just gone. It's yeah. just not there anymore. Yeah. And you walk around the barn going, oh, spider, and then it just drops on you. Yeah, it's scary as shit. Yeah, I'm not playing the spider level. If <laughs> <laughs> that. Well, here's the, other, here's the other aspect of the game I haven't described. Uh, it, after level six, you your character's permadeath. So you'll like this bow because it's an aspect of the game that is very roguelike. Um and kind of common, you're going to die lots uh-huh. of times. And when you do, you buy a new character with your gold you've been earning, and you'll never not have enough gold to get a character. Like that's You get enough gold just by playing the game every round to have enough gold to buy a character or money, whatever it is in there. I think it's just okay. dollars. Um, but it's an interesting aspect because if I've got this guy I really like and I've worked on him for a long time and play with him a lot and he's gone, it does feel like a weird loss that you don't usually get in games like this. Um, so you make progression with the character? Oh yeah, you absolutely you do. And so do and, oh, and account that's count level as well as. Um, so um, if you have a character, you bring him through several matches. You know he lives. Now you've worked on him and he's gotten leveled up. If you bring him into the next match and he dies, he's gone forever. All that progress he's he dead. Made is gone. Yeah, he's dead. Now it's not. That's it, that's, that's interesting. That's yeah, interesting. It's not in a way yeah. that makes you feel like oh that's it. I guess I'm never playing this game again. It's not that kind of loss. 
It okay. feels like a, the right kind of loss. It, there's something about it that just makes it more meaningful. It makes mm -hmm. you try a little harder. Um, My understanding is that you can also uh, duck out if you if you feel like, oh, this isn't going well. This isn't going to go well for me. I have this character I've been leveling up, and I don't want to lose him. There is a way to to resign and keep your character. You're not going to win, but yes. you get to keep your character. That's that my way. understanding, also. Although I've never done it, so I don't know how it actually works. But yes, um, and what you lose there is you just lose any progression from that round that you would have okay. normally had, and right. it doesn't that's hurt good. your that, team. So, that, so that's a good workaround for the spider. Yeah, it doesn't hurt in. your team. Maybe back in. It doesn't hurt your team of two because honestly, you could the way this thing is made. It feels like you could single-handedly really make everyone's life bad and it's not just about your skill it's about learning how the map works and avoiding certain kinds of zombies or using melee when you're tempted to shoot a thing but use melee to keep sound down and you know like there's just a lot of that stuff going on but the core gameplay systems don't punish you like i don't feel like the gun being this ancient ass repeater that some old you know farmer would use is to me a benefit in the game because you're all left, you all have to use that. Like nobody goes in there with special fancy machine guns. Nobody, nobody's gone in there and gone, oh, because I played this game so much, I've got the purple weapon. It doesn't work that way. The weapons are just the weapons. And it's mm -hmm. the weapons of the time. And if you're going to shoot a dude in the head, it's going to be with this slow revolver that takes forever to reload. So be careful when you shoot. And you only got forty six bullets, and you know it's that kind of thing. So the it like it looks like all bolt action rifles. Yeah, the rifles and their their pistols also. Um, there's no, but it, there's no auto guns. In no, it. no. I mean, they're really sticking close to the era, like the era oh, that this is supposedly cool. set in. Um, oh, there's a butcher. I've never fought a butcher. There's a lot of cool ideas in this game, um, but a lot of the stuff on paper, it's a few systems too many for me. Yeah, I want to actually try it. It's this is a game that both equal parts calls to me and pushes me away right. because the like, we're going to go through a creepy swamp together. We have an objective to hunt the supernatural monster. There's other supernatural monsters around. It's such a cool concept. I love the sound of it. And then you say, and there's going to be other people trying to kill you. And I'm like, well, now I don't want to play the game. Well, I have good news. I have good and news for you. you throw permadeath in there and I go, well, now I super don't want to play this game. Thank you very much. But I'm intrigued enough by the other mechanics that I want to give it a go. Yeah. And see if I can overcome the thing. You should probably try it. And also, the good news is, I think there is a way to play this game with your friend or alone that is just the first scenario you described, which is, I just want to fight these creatures and, and I want to win this map. And I don't want to see another human being in here. I'm pretty oh, sure you can play AI. that way. Yeah. Because it's so much AI versus anyway, most of the game is that. Um, it feels like you're you, when you see people, it's super like, oh, no, crap. Those are people. But I don't know. It doesn't feel like that's the end game. It feels like that's just another obstacle you have to consider. Um, and, and again, the way that these guns work and the way things move, they don't have the advantages of the, you know, they're not ducking and sliding and quick scoping right. like th that's not this. It's not a twitch game, a, a twitchy game, I should say, in the sense that most shooters are. It's almost like you can treat the other players like a really smart other AI yes, creature. Like, yes. Like the these aren't other players. They the way they play and the style they play isn't gonna be exactly griefy. Yeah. It's gonna be more just like, oh, I have to take into account that there is another type of monster in this game that is going to 
basically make all the decisions that will ruin my life. Yeah. Well, huggers. And I found myself really dr just drawn in. I don't know. And I'm not usually... Huggers. There's a lot about this that would normally push me away, like you're saying. But for some reason, it's drawn me in. And the loss of character is not what you think it is. It doesn't... It's, it's not like losing a character in... Uh, well, what was your highest ranking character that you lost? Uh, I haven't lost one yet, so because I just oh. hit rank six, and so my next match will you be haven't won a game. You haven't won a game, but no. you haven't lost any of your No, characters. but I just hit the level where I will lose one of my next... If I die in the next one, I'll lose. Oh, um, so next week you might be like, this game's hot garbage, I want to burn it, I, I want to throw it I might, you never roof. know. This is the other nice thing is apparently it ran real janky at first and people were having all kinds of performance issues. That appears to be, I mean, it runs so smooth on my machine. I, it's just silky butter. It's great. Uh, so apparently that's gotten much better, much quicker. Like they feel like they're coming in, they're zeroing in on being done with it, being called an early access game. So it's probably a good time to get in. As far as I know, progression will continue forward. They're not wiping it. And um, it's just such a different take. That that's I think that's what I appreciated about the most because I feel like I'm not playing just every other game right now. It feels like something new and different and just different thinking and 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 a, and a setting that is totally rubbing all my apocalyptic, you know, scratching all those itches that I get. It's it's cool. Uh, oh yeah, this is what he said. Curious Wicked says when you die, the experience is transferred into this bloodline. The bloodline's like an almost like its own XP progression. It's hard to explain, and I'm not super versed in that, so you, all of you all at home are going to have to forgive me for not being 100% on this. I've just enjoyed what I've been playing so much that um, I haven't paid that much attention to some of the advanced stuff, but um, you know, you can change your loadout. The further you get, you can unlock new guns that you can take in, but they're not like wacky guns. They're just, oh, this is another brand of pistol. This is some German World War One piece of shit, but they, they just feel real good. I think it's cool. So I probably said all I need to say about it, but yeah. check it out when uh, if you get a chance. Like, John, you should try it. Spider might be too much for Bo. I don't know. It's a scary-ass spider. If you don't like spiders, this is a bad spider. Um, this has been a deep dive into the hunt showdown <laughs> and spiders. Right. Both, both topics covered very in-depth today. It also has this thing I love in the menu music, which is just like a bunch of guys going, hmm. Like, like, almost like, um, you know, working on the railroad kind of, but also creepy. It's hard to explain. It's really cool menu music. <laughs> I, I'm into the, I'm into that kind of stuff generally in games. I like all that dressing, and that this game's got plenty of that. So, anyway, hmm. worth checking hmm. out. I'll have to be something I check out. By the way, this just in beep 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 uh, Steam ad popped up while we were doing the show. Yeah. Uh, there's an 8 bit looking action RPG called Children of Morta that's having a free weekend. And it's published by the same people who did Moonlighter. Is Moonlighter a game you played? Yeah. Uh, it's the one where you sold your stuff during the day and then fought in your roguelike dungeons at night to get more gear yeah. and then sell it in your shop the next day. It is a very interesting right. game. Uh, Children of Morta free weekend. It looks like, it's almost like someone there is listening to the show and sent the ad to me. Oh, look at this. It's it's an eight bit you know, it looks like an eight bit indie game, which you're into anyways, but it's like action RPG with damage numbers and running around. You can also oh. love a woman. 
It's <laughs> a weird way of describing. There's one point describing where you're... it, Boba. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good. It looks really good. It, it looks. It looks. It looks. Good. No, but literally, it says love, and then your guy has you, you, the head on a woman's lap, and you're rubbing her thigh. And the next thing, I think there's a scene later with kid. Like you can have a kid. With yeah, her she get pregnant. Yeah. It just yeah. sounded like a bad foreign translation to like game <laughs> mechanics. In this game, you can love a woman and enjoy. <laughs> I mean, I you've you've described something I want. It's I yeah. love this style and I love that developer. It looks like it's not available except for the demo. So there's a demo and then a pre-purchase. Uh, yeah, download the demo, but I just based on the strength of Moonlighter, I didn't play Moonlighter, but I've heard lots of good things about it, and I am. I'm curious about Moonlighter. I haven't even heard of this. I'm stoked now. Yeah, and and it had that. It has an eight bit art style that's like appealing. Yeah, well done. It's like eight bit style, but it couldn't be done in. It couldn't have been done when eight bit was a thing. It's clearly like an art style that only exists in a modern way, but recalls back to that kind of pixelated world. Nobody can love a woman in eight bits. Oh my lord, dude. This looks and like it's what got, I want to It's play. reviewing really well. I mean, it's just come out. I think today is like a, I think it's breaking, but everything is like thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Oh, it was a Kickstarter. It looks like pixel art, graphics very pretty, colorful, think, well done. Uh, hyper light drifters meet Binding of Isaac. That's really? Says. Yeah. Well, you just yeah. I I'm in. I'm all in. Yeah. I think I'm gonna. Uh, I'm buying that game. I'll time. play the demo and then yeah, I'm getting that game. Yeah, I'm gonna click now and then pause it and when we're done, I'll install it. That's so it up, looks that good. That's right up my <laughs> right up Actually. my butt. Yep. All right. Uh right up your butt. I also been uh continuing uh, my main focus these days when I'm talking about sort of game progression though is still Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey. I'm still enjoying the hell out of that. Um I found a way to cheat. I'm not going to spend time on this very much, but I'll just tell you guys what I did. And it wasn't on purpose. I didn't know I was going to be cheating. And it's I haven't done it since. Player story thing? Yes. So you go into that thing, somebody figured out a way to give you a ton of XP and gold and not doing anything. And the way they did it is they created a story or a quest basically where you're thrown into it and two people that I guess were with you, like 500 yards that way, are being attacked by a giant army. And when they die, the quest results are tons of gold for me and like 10,000 XP every time it happens. And you can rerun that every time or as much as you want to. And I thought, oh, that's probably no big deal. I went in there at level 27. Mm-hmm. And I did it one time and came out level 34 and like double the bank. <laughs> oh, my. Uh-huh. And I went, yeah. oh, I don't think that's, I think this is exploitation. Like, I think I'm, I think this is bad for video games. And so I, I stopped doing it. Like, there, they have some really cool story stuff in there. And I would recommend doing those because there's some creative crap happening. But, but that, cheater thing which is just free xp and gold is just so cheaty dude like i Wait, can't even believe is, it is that a mod there. or anything or that's just in the game like you it's not like a it's bug. a it's a player game so all right so they release these tools to create your own quests basically oh so you can create a bunch of you you finish the game and you want to do more quests and, and then share it with the community think of it as like little big planet levels okay okay so you do that and people go play them most of them are new text and stories and this NPC now has a whole life you learn about and then you got to go kill a bunch of boars for them and then come back and like you can create these neat little scenarios um it's all very cool but then as you're di- as you're digging through like most popular in the community server or whatever one of them will pop up and say free xp and gold 
And uh, I thought, well, what's this? So I went and tried it, and they just dumped me with money and XP. So, and I couldn't even stop it. This is another one like the like the Hooker and the Witcher. I couldn't stop it. It just was happening. Ah, gold XP. Ah. You may want to roll your save back. That might actually screw you over in the long run. Well, that's what I'm worried about. Depending on how you do scaling, because now you have level 20-whatever gear, but if the world scales to your level, now everything you're fighting is 30-something, and if you don't have enough materials to up your gear, you're going to start getting wrecked. Well, the game but the game has a setting for letting the level of the world scale with you, and yeah. mine is currently off. So right now uh, I'm OP for something like a level 24 where my gear is or whatever to 25, whatever it is. You might be fine. I man. might be okay yeah. if I don't change that setting. So Mine's scaling, and I took a long, hard look at changing that yesterday because I had to fight a fart pig, and it was not going well. <laughs> I fought that pig. A fart pig. Yes, Did you beat the fart pig? pig? Yeah, He's but I, I had to do it 10 levels higher because mine's not scaling with me. So I was 10 low. I was, I went at his, his things at like 15 and I went back out there at like 22 and beat him. Is that what he's supposed to be? I need to switch this just to fight the fart pig. And then, then you can switch it back. Because that pig freaking sucks. Yeah. He's like right now for me, he's a level 41 fart pig. Yeah. And (laughs) that fight is hot garbage. Yeah. You can't hit him with melee. You can't hit him with ranged. He just flails around like an idiot and farts everywhere. There's nothing good about that pig fight. I hate it. It's got great gear if you get it. Uh, And and the gear will scale to the reward that you're at or what level you're at. Um, Even if you're off-scaled world. Does that make sense? So so the drops is still... Yeah, I'm going to turn it off for that fight. Kill him and then turn it back. You should totally do that. But I would not recommend the cheat that I did. Cheaters are not winners. Remember that old ad from arcade games or whatever? Yeah. Yes. I do remember that. What was that from? I can't remember, but cheaters are not winners or something like that. Cheaters, not winners. Everyone goes to the tip of my mind. But, anyways, don't cheat at video games. Yeah. Uh, But it's neat. I I think the game, Ubisoft is not. We're not. They clearly were not thinking ahead well enough as to how it might be exploited because that happened like overnight. Someone figured out a way to have some scripting happen so that you just get all this stuff, and it's just in the game. It's part of the game tools. It's not an outside mod. So, but you can also adjust the like which story content you see in your game. Oh, settings. totally. So totally. You can th- avoid it. That's something that you can. You know, like I could set it to where I only see my friends. So, right, Scott. Theoretically, I could see if you made a level that hopefully wasn't a cheat. <laughs> Which I'm totally gonna do, by the way. I want to do one, yeah. but uh, I gotta be. I wanna. I wanna beat the main story and get a lot of side stuff done before I do any of that. At this stage, I'll probably just sort of catch myself up to level 34 naturally. Hopefully, um, it is nice having a little extra gold. I won't lie, because I can go buy some shit. But yeah, the gold. I, I'm having a hard time having enough gold in that game. Yeah. It feels like, but. They do warn you that it's the Wild West. They're like, look, people could probably do some messed up stuff here. Yeah, so they could jack your saves your up. Be careful. Risk. Yeah, I, I've been afraid to do it because I have such a clear view in my head of who Cassandra is, and I don't want to see her saying anything weird. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing is it's, it's I don't know if it controls what she's it controls what she can reply with. And of course, right. there's no new. You know, there's this is all silent discussion because there's no vo work for the dumb thing you wrote right but 
still, you're going to have her say, you know, you could go to some things where she just goes, hi, I'm Cassandra and I've got five vaginas or whatever. Right. And I'm just like, no, I don't want her saying that. Yeah, that's not her. She's got one. <laughs> and she uses it once in a while. I, I'm, I romance and everybody in there. Anyway. I, yeah, I'm, I'm playing like a true uh, Greek. Uh, yes, I'm all on board for everybody. Yeah, I do the loving on every one of them because there's really no stakes in it. It's just like. I know, there's not even <laughs> scenes. They just walk <laughs> away for a while and then come back and go, that was fun, and then they move on with their the lives. The only one I regret is that weird, prancy, naked except for a little rap on his groin guy. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, where the goat ran out of the room? Yes, I hate that guy. He was great. That character was great. I hate him. My favorite thing about that guy is that he constantly lies to you for the quests he asks you to do. He's like, oh, Cassandra, my friend here is so drunk. Can you please escort him back to his home? I'd be (laughs) so disappointed if he didn't make it. So you walk this drunk guy back and the whole time he's like, this is the way to my house. (laughs) And then you drop him off and bandits show up and murder him. (laughs) And you go back to the guy and you're like, hey, He got murdered, and he's like, did he? That's horrible. And you're like, you (laughs) lied to me about what you wanted. And he's like, no, I simply didn't tell you the full story. Yeah, that game game is great. I love Assassin's Creed, or uh, I keep saying Origins, Odyssey, two O's in a row. Uh, He also has my uh, favorite bit of dialogue, which is you go, you do this quest for him, you show up, and he's just like, I need you to go do a thing. You go, okay. So you go off, you go to point A, you do the thing for him, you come back, and then he goes, oh, excellent, I'm so glad you did that. Now can you go out and do this? And it's in the exact same direction, right mm -hmm. where you were. Mm -hmm. And Cassandra says, the next time you want me to do two things, tell me both things at one time so I don't have to go back and forth. The game is incredibly self-aware in that regard. I like. I mean, you still have to do the shitty thing, Mm -hmm. but at least they acknowledge, like, yeah, we know what you're doing. Yeah, it's great. Like, I I appreciate that in a game that is otherwise, you know, so adherent to the history of stuff and all that. And it likes to it likes to make these jokes without winking too hard. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, You also played. uh, Oh, you said you faced the Minotaur. What do you mean? Both of them? Both of them. So I got to the the island where everybody's Minotaur crazy. um, And uh, the very first thing I saw getting off my boat was a little kid. Minotaur tours, Minotaur tours, come see the Minotaur tours. And he's just trying to get money out of you. And so through the entire island, slight spoilers for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, but through the entire island, they're trying, people are just trying to take advantage of the legend of the Minotaur. So this little kid takes you on a Minotaur tour, tries to rob you. Then later a guy's like, hey, you want to fight the Minotaur? And Cassandra initially is like, you're so full of shit. And then, uh, the guy's like, no, really, there's a Minotaur to fight. And then she kind of buys into it a little bit. She's like, yeah, I want to fight a Minotaur. <laughs> and you go through the whole quest, and then you get to the very end, and this scrawny guy wearing a bull head that's hollowed out jumps out from behind a statue going, moo, moo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, you know, you deal with him. Uh, but it turns out there's a real ass Minotaur in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and it's great. Yeah, they're not uh, afraid to go full uh, mythology in there. It's pretty good. Yeah, it, you know? it was the first actual real mythological thing. I mean, besides the stuff Cassandra does, that's no 
big deal to her right. uh, that I saw in the game. And it was just it was awesome. Origins it was really had, cool the way that story built up too. Origins has a bit of that, but not nearly like they do in Odyssey, which I think Odyssey handles better even so. Yeah, and it was, was yeah. it was a nice payoff to that story because you have so many people trying to just rob you for money with off the Minotaur legend that eventually, you know, there's a little kid that's just like, my papa disappeared in the Minotaur cave. He didn't come back. And you're you're like, look, I've met the Minotaur. He's not intimidating and he doesn't <laughs> eat people. Drop it. And he's like, no, this one's real. And it, yeah, yeah, as it, as it turns out, he's real. That game's so, great. It's good. Game's real good. People should play that game. Bo, what have you been playing? Witcher 3. All right. And you're... Uh, oh, yeah, we talked about that. We talked We talked about it a bit at the top of the show. Yeah. Skellig I and... Uh, it. I cleared out Skellige. Uh, I still got a lot of uh, undiscovered locations there in the water. That's a lot of fun, just boating around, mm-hmm. picking up uh, supplies. But there was a real interesting quest, uh, The Wolf and the Cat. Mm-hmm. Um, where another witcher doesn't get paid for goods and services, so he goes on a murder spree. Whoa. And, um, I mean, you end up tracking another witcher and not a beast. And the confrontation dialogue was... I'm not going to spoil any of it, but I sat there having to make a choice, and I was there for a good five, ten minutes. I got up, went for a walk, and thought about it. And I'm like, I don't want to save scum this. Um, so I want to make the choice, but man, I got to choose whether or not to kill him or let him go, but he murders a bunch of innocent people. Wow. Anyways, it's super interesting. That's gnarly. Um, uh, so yeah, that game's, that game's real fun. And oh, like, and I threw a baby in a furnace. Yeah, I did. I did that one. Um, but I don't remember the one with the chasing around the witcher guy or the other witcher. Uh, yeah. It's in Southern Velen. It's like a level 20 quest. Um, yeah, I know it's good. Uh, I really enjoyed that quest, but the baby in the furnace was the highlight for sure. Uh, Bo, it says here you have a special request for the internet. Do tell. What does that mean? Um, okay, so if we're moving on from what we're playing, yeah. I've got a special request. Do you have a sound for me? Uh, is it a, what kind, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> Bo wants sounds if he's going to do it. You want thing. a special request sound? Because I can give just you Just anything. Just whatever. Go. All right. <laughs> Hold on. I'll give you a, uh, let's give you a Bo one. Uh, how about this one? Whoops. Shit. I screwed that up. Hold on. Oh my lord! All right, here it is. <laughs> That's it. perfect. That's fine. Perfect. All right. All right. Internet. Gather around. Gather, Gather around in the circle near me. Okay. Internet, come close. All right. Listen. As a fan of cyberpunk genre, we don't often get good movies and good video games. Yeah. It just doesn't happen that much. Yeah. When they do, they're spectacular. Deus Ex is great. I think that's but <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> we, is that we it? Don't, that's it? Uh, I'm not sure if there's other really great cyberpunk <laughs> games. Um, out, like truly cyberpunk and truly great. You don't get them that often. So, you know, a lot of us over here, we, we're having just massive good times uh, at seeing the cyberpunk comes up. Yeah. Can we please chill the F out? putting all this expectations about gender representation and racial representation. There are sites now blasting it for having a gang of Haitians called the animals with a leader called Sasquatch that is super racist. And the creator, first of all, is African-American. And he's been on social media, on Reddit, mostly telling everyone to F off and go tell their uncle Bob to stop being racist instead of bother him about his art. (laughs) 
Um, so, listen, you have great points to make, but there are a billion games you can be pointing your gun at you. So all you people that thrive and make your careers off outrage, just leave Cyberpunk alone. We want Cyberpunk games. Let's just, and this is shaping up to be, even if it's not sensitive at all to race and to gender in a great way, I kind of don't care because it looks like it's going to be a fun Cyberpunk game. So just stop. And that's from Bo, the most bleeding of the liberals here at the table. Go bug Call of Duty. Go bug like any other game. There, Go bug Final Fantasy and it's super, I'm the black guy in the or wait, that's not, I don't know. But you know, like, he's very, like, Ban, uh, he's Bandero. very token black. I think in Final Fantasy VII, him and his family are the only black people, I think, in the entire game. Yeah. What's his Go name, Bugs John? Spurring it's Bandero? Bandolino? What's his name? Barrett. 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 <laughs> um, there are tons of stuff to go bug. <laughs> Please. There, there's plenty of examples, plenty of ways. Please stop clickbaiting us and triggering everybody in or into all this unnecessary outrage because there's a greater good involved and that is a cyberpunk video game <laughs> it's more See, important you, you have two you have two <laughs> topics social justice and equity and cyberpunk video game and which is more important <laughs> cyberpunk video game or okay. just let me so just can we, can we just chill out Please. No, let me just let me just draw my line here and say no this isn't there, everyone's I completely disagree with Bo I will just draw my line in the sand and say, Bo is nuts. And this was maybe a segment that didn't need to be a part of this long ago. No, no, I want I want equity. I want these issues to come up. Just just stop it, dragging it sounds that like, game in the dirt. It sounds like you do, Bo, but only if it applies to products you're not interested in. Like exactly. here's the real here's the reality, Bo. Cyberpunk is gonna come out. It's gonna come out no matter who gets upset, no matter who gets mad. No matter who yells and screams, we're going to get cyberpunk. Yeah. But there's a chance that maybe cyberpunk will come out in a way that more people feel like they can experience it. So that when you get on a podcast and say, hey, let's talk about cyberpunk, there's a wider audience of people that go, I played that game and I really, really liked that game. Mm. As opposed to a group of people saying, you know what? That game pissed me off and I didn't play it because... Not because they didn't cater to them, but because they felt insulted or put off or whatever by the content. Do they have a right to put whatever they want in the game? Yes, absolutely. But you were literally the person on this show saying people need a place to go out and voice their opinions and and state their, you know, what they feel is important to them. And this is all that these people are doing. They're saying like, hey, guess what? representation matters to me i'd like this like i want where's to the like article this game. you can only play link in zelda games i can't play transgender in legend of zelda <laughs> f off if, nintendo <laughs> like come on dudes like just like people are going nuts with cyberpunk for some reason when it's epic to all games it's like, because for the there's... same reason for the same reason that we said last week the fact that it wouldn't be included seems crazy so the fact that it, it does seem, seem crazy, to be included but seems it's, crazy. But it's not a crime that it isn't because every other game literally doesn't do it. it, it okay, I'm going to say that there's a reason why. <laughs> like it's, there's a reason. It's a, whip, it's a whipping boy right now. Here, here's the, here's the explanation for why it's a whipping boy. It's because it's very prominent as a mm -hmm. looming upcoming game. It will be, it's won everyone's award for best of E3, best uh, potential game best trailer best opening but like it won all that stuff from the award stuff it is so highly anticipated 
it's just a big red target right now. It's a clickbait thing. You put Cyberpunk 2077 in, like I've seen videos that have barely anything to do with it, and they're putting it in their YouTube titles and tags and stuff. Oh yeah, you're not so wrong know, about that. That's what I'm saying. Is people who make, I'm not saying we shouldn't have conversation. I'm saying, of course not. People who are making careers and selling ads based on this stuff, like just drop it because you're not doing it for all the other stuff. Right, and, they're not doing it for any any kind of high-minded reasons. And like, doing it I liked of, yeah. last week we talked a bit about the transgender thing. Now we're talking about uh, some dudes on Rock, Paper, Shotgun were like, this game is racist because the black people are called animals, and all they did in the demo was shoot black people uh, called animals. And mm -hmm. everyone's like, whoa, what a bad take. Like, you are completely misrepresenting <laughs> what this game is intended to do. And also, usually the world that you're playing in doesn't reflect the author's actual beliefs because they're fictional characters. It's a cyberpunk's a shitty world. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. so they need, people need to stop because <laughs> this is getting into destructive territory. Well, part, part of the problem is CD project red also has a history of being stupid on social media and saying things they now regret that are very insensitive to certain groups. And that has nothing to do with their games. That's just them being dicks. And so I think they're having to dig themselves out of a bit of a hole there. So when their big, huge flagship titles coming, and it appears to mimic some of their real life poor choices. That's that's easy enrage bait. But I I'm, just don't think they are showing poor choices. I think that people are interp like I think people are running with. Oh, I do, I totally agree. That's what I'm saying. I, I I agree with you. I think they are doing that, and I think there are plenty of people hopping on the bandwagon that are just there to be on the bandwagon because the content goes through the owner of the IP for approval. This isn't a Witcher deal where the guy who Witcher hates video games and is a curmudgeon for all intents and purposes. Right. And so the source material you can kind of see is very heterocentric. Like if you play Witcher, it's very like male gaze, man and woman gender role. Like it's all that. And I just don't think, I think they're putting a lot of that in this game. Now. Like I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, it's time to shut up now because you're not doing this for, uh, you know, uh, no one's asking for a female protagonist and death stranding. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I can only play as this guy. I can't play, you know, like it's just where everyone's focus is right now. They're, yeah, I know that's becoming a whipping boy. So my special request is is to say, if you're going to do that, let's do that about all games and make that your mission. Let's, you know, it's a cyberpunk game. We're very happy to have a game in this genre be as exciting as it is. Just stop publishing these articles that aren't good. They're not good articles. They're not good clickbait. They're just like really really lame and yeah. really not poorly thought out and so stop it yeah all right i guess my special request to the internet is keep doing it because i <laughs> i disagree i i i think well would you like to talk about the why there isn't a girl to play in legend of zelda yeah that is a topic and you know why it's a topic because they asked the guy who is making the sequel to the new zelda hey mm -hmm. are we gonna be able to play zelda in this and from what i heard um this is a anecdote. I'm hearing it from a story from a story. But the creator's reaction was, why would people want to do that? He didn't understand that maybe there are female gamers out there that would like to play as Zelda. Right. And he just didn't or get it. Or male character. How, male does, want how does that happen if people don't talk about it? Yeah. How do people... people know that this is something I, not gamers would it. like? If they if they don't talk about this is it. where this is where so, I agree with Bo because I wish they were not talking. talking about yeah. it though they're not they're inflaming they're inciting like uh, it's not it's internet trolling it's gamer gateism it's it's in a different form and this time it's on the social justice side you, you can't go around just lambasting people 
without fully realizing the context of everything. Yeah. There like is a just... good way to do things and a bad way to do things. And yes, there are people out there that are just getting outraged about everything and just going to scream and there's no winning. But there are people that are bringing up legitimately good points that I think in general has pushed gaming into a better place. Scott and I just talked about Assassin's Creed Odyssey and how fantastic it is, mostly on the back of how good the character of Cassandra is. If Cassandra wasn't an option because they didn't decide, oh, we're going to put a female character option in this game and they just gave us Alexios, that's a game I probably wouldn't even play. Like, yes, there are I think people you're who take my things point. too far. <laughs> I, like I know all this, you don't. I don't need to be re-explained this stuff. No, I think. Right. I, I, Bo, Bo, you've had a really long time to talk about this, so let me just get my point out, and then we can move on. Um, I'll okay. I'll hold the floor for a moment. Uh, here's the thing. One thing I have learned, and it is a lesson that I think is incredibly valuable, is that I've learned that I don't know shit. <laughs> and if there is a group of people out there, not every time, but most of the time, if there's a group of people out there saying, hey, there's a shitty thing happening and it's being ignored or it's being accepted or it's being treated as an OK thing. Maybe instead of just saying, well, I like the thing, so they shouldn't be talking about it. Maybe I should say, you know what? Maybe I don't have the right perspective on this, and maybe I should give them a little credit and at least listen to them. But you know, and whether or saying, not, right? and whether or not you said stop complaining about cyberpunk, how is that not telling people to shut up about their opinions on the game? It's not what I said. So let me let me take let me let me give a what I and Bo, you can tell me if I'm dead wrong on this. I think John, John, what you just said is 100% right, 100% right. I agree with you too, John. Yeah, what you say there is absolutely correct. What I think Bo is saying, and the part I agree with is, there are, like a lot of things, when something becomes up front and center and the thing everybody's supposed to be paying attention to, there are people who are bad actors who are portending to not be, but who all jump on this because they're getting the clicks and they're getting the likes and they're getting the YouTube views, and that's their whole skin in the game. They don't care about any of the actual issues. They're just there to stoke this fire, and it's the target of the moment, so let's target it. That does suck, because the gaming industry in general deserves so much more discussion than it gets. Issues like, like why is it not an issue that we don't get a female protagonist in Death Stranding? I don't know why no one talks about that, because it seems like we do with almost every other game. I remember Assassin's Creed itself, when Unity came out, they would not give those guys a break, because there was no female protagonist. And... In the end, they agreed and said, well, hey, the whole next game is you play as the sister half the time, whether you want to or not. Like they went full in. And in, in an Odyssey's case, they really went the way I wanted, which is to really give me a fleshed out, interesting character and give us some some choice. And let's have a, a rounded, you know, uh, way to look at this. And it's great. and It's commendable. And it's worth all of those things are worth discussion. But there's a difference between having a reasonable discussion with somebody and talking about what can be done and somebody going, can you believe the beep, beep, beep? Let's get in here and be shitheads about it. Like that's where I side with Bo, and it's not really a side. I just I understand what you what you're saying, Bo. It's getting carried away. It's getting carried away, and it's not fruitful, or it's becoming very unproductive. And I just don't like it associated with that game because I think 
if anything, everything I've seen about that game so far makes me think the opposite. So again, it's me looking at the internet going <laughs> like what's going what's wrong with you? Right. <laughs> like Well, I, I guess to clarify, reasonable clarification here. Bo, I know you. And like Scott said, you tend to be an extremely liberal person with your views and thoughts. And even knowing that, what you just said read to me as, I like cyberpunk, so people should stop complaining regardless of yes, what they're Yes, I said cyberpunk is. was more important than social, social justice, but like it's for comedic effect because I'm entertaining as much as we are But see, me. that's the thing. You, you have to be so, clear on that. I'm in jail now. Because <laughs> even me who knows you read that a different way <laughs> but it's fine i, I okay well we miss we communicated but yes i stick by what i said that i'd much rather have my cyberpunk game talked about in a positive way than than have thing but social justice because most people talking about it do not actually care about social justice they care about their revenue or their agenda with what they're doing on the internet in my opinion and the way it looks to me uh especially when the creators have come out Ad nauseum to clarify things and to respond to things. I don't appreciate articles and headlines that you know d denote the opposite, and it's where it's hitting a fever pitch. So, yeah, uh, I'm all for those things. I don't know why they have to be con conflated together on this in this particular instance anymore. I think like, well, just wait for the game to come out and judge it then. Like, let's, let's stop making this an issue. Please. Well, that's part of the that's part of the thing is the game kind of needs to speak for itself, and we don't have it yet. We have a lot of anecdotal stuff that. Some of that, you know, I you'd read that and go, ooh, okay, well, where are you going narratively? Because, you know, I need to know more about this. When I when I watch Deadwood, I expect the women are going to be treated poorly. Um, and I and I look at that and go, man, the 1800s was sucked for women. And the whole story for those women is to talk about how that sucked, how far we've come, and how far we have yet to go. It's like a good. Yeah. sort of but lesson you love that and, show right and i do love that show so what i'm saying so does is, that mean that you're no that's my, that's my entire point that's my entire point well, that's no. what you know if you like cyberpunk you might just be endorsing bigots so be careful well that's my time. point is when that comes out and, and it is whatever it is we as a gaming public are gonna have to make a decision if it's too far if it's not enough or if it's just right so i'm personally i don't know that it's worth even discussing until it comes out because then you've got the true measure of what they are going to put in front of us and until we have that what are we basing what are we judging i don't even know what we're judging we're judging a lot of information that's hard to hard to reconcile but you could do that with D D. you could do that with anything and I'm, and I'm not saying well everything's like this so nothing's worth doing that's not what i mean i just mean let's let that content speak for itself and if it rubs us wrong in a way that is meaningful, which sparks discussion, which sparks change. That's all good. We should want that, you know, and, and representation does matter, but here's what I know for sure. Cyberpunk's going to have way more strong minded, powerful, independent female voices than the Witcher does. <laughs> and you say that, but I just did a quest today in The Witcher where um, there's a dwarf in the Baron, the Bloody Baron's uh, um, keep, and he's the blacksmith, and he has a woman assistant, a human, and eventually you learn that she's actually the one making all the armor, and then they have a competition to see who can make better armor, and you and another guy wear the armor, you wear the good armor, <laughs> and, and and the lord, the Nilfgaardian, shoots the other guy and he takes the hit and goes down and you get the armor and you're good. And it's all about proving the fact that what matters here is not 
what matters here is that she gets represented to make the armor that she should in fact get the credit right and that's my point the game games and so games are a way to project made witcher and it's in the witcher that like on some level they're thinking about this there's another quest when you're in novagrad and some woman some elf's getting beat up or uh, cat called some woman elf so you can interact and go help her and she tells you to f off i'm no I'm no princess to rescue. Would you think you come here and there's a quest to save me? Get that. And you, you can't, there's no right way to finish it. She just tells you off. Right. Um, so they're a the company. Again, I don't know where it comes from because it's in their product that they definitely don't just, they're not just a bunch of dudes that are like, Ooh, gender issues. I hope. That well, hope the part of it is their, their bras dick. all tied up about something. Part of it is their like, dicks on social media and they never really truly apologized for it. Like they just, there was kind some of bad moves off. made, but like the, you know, again, the guy on the social media account is not the guy making the games, writing the narratives, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I hope they found a new thing for that person to do. Right. At some point, because right. I don't think, that's reflective of the content that's in their games. It's also, even though yes, it's very male centric. Sure. It's also very hard to. I mean, we're 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 branching out into larger parts of society here because, you know, do I want to sit around and argue whether Stephen King, if he depicts a rape scene, should be allowed to do that? Is is the fiction uh, more important than him creating it? Should he have had? Should he not be allowed to depict a world that with the way he wants to? Does it come down to just us buying his books or not? If we disagree with it, like yes 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 and yes no 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 and no like there's a thousand arguments to be had we're not going to solve all that here but i i do believe two things are happening here one ccp is or not ccp I keep wanting to throw those guys in there for some reason yeah eve online's the problem CDR, C- cd project red is 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 had some issues and they're real issues and they're real life issues they're not even in their games like it's a thing that they, they that appears to be more of a cultural thing in in real life. So that's my bigger concern because the game I haven't seen. I can't judge it. So until it comes out, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I guarantee it'll be a disappointment because we set the expectations so high on this front that I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be satisfactory in a lot of regards in this. Well, you've been reading a lot of the source material and that stuff gets pretty gnarly. And right? I've been reading the source. There's a booster gangs are very much drawn along cultural lines. There's a gaze only booster gang uh, in the C- CP 2020 source book. And it's a product of a time it was written. I'm pretty sure that's not going to be something, but <laughs> it might be, there might be, you know, a, uh, that kind of an aesthetic in this game. And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, we're putting all these expectations on the company. Meanwhile, the industry is like super macho and super transphobic in many regards. I'm like, well, why are we lighting this game up? Um, not that I condone any of it, but at the same time, I don't avoid a game because it's not sensitive to certain issues. Uh, it's never been a basis of selection for a game too. So I just think it's, it's just getting too nuts. It's getting too nuts, in my opinion, and we should have those conversations. But let's just not like shoot tear down one IP. Uh, let's tear everything down, or let's have you know, let's burn I it all. I, I think it's coming from a from a selfish and, and bad place, and not from a positive place. A lot of what I've been seeing now with respect to this, especially from people in the pre- uh, gaming press. Well, Ir uh, Ixeron RN or whatever in the chat room says yes. Let's talk about Eve Online and its social environment. No, thank you. They got their own <laughs> no. brand of weird. And I don't want to go there. Anyway, interesting discussion. We'll get all kinds of feedback on this. We'd love to hear it. We are not afraid of your emails. Send them to uh, the show over there at uh, the website. Just go to frogpants.com slash core and send us one. Kind of like this email. And now I didn't forget to play this thing. So hold on a second. Every time we read an email, we play this. That's a good question. We got one from uh, Rubber Bunny. 
All right. Rubber bunny. Oh, you can also leave us. Say what? Yeah. What what are you going to say? Nothing. Oh. (laughs) I mean, rubber bunny. It sounds like a sex toy. It kind of does. 801-471-0462 is also a number you can leave voicemails at. But this email came into the website, and it says this. I have a question for Bo. You seem to play to death. Or Sorry. You seem to play games to death. Uh, While a lot of us move on after a few hours, do you think more gamers are like you or more and more going uh, the more dip in and dip out method of new games or with new games? Uh, Thanks for your thoughts and the great show, Rubber Bunny. So that one's for you, Bo. Gamers are like you or more and more. I think what he's saying is some people will dip in, play four hours and like move on and they feel like they got their 30 bucks worth or whatever. You're the type that'll be like, if you zero in on a game, you are going to freaking play that thing until it doesn't move. I'll dip into games until something proves it's worth my time, I guess. Uh, Because I just know when I say worth my time, it doesn't mean the game because I'm not playing it's bad. I just mean it has to be worth my time. Right. And it could be an indie game, it could be a triple A game, it could be anything, but the game has to be worth my time. So I do an evaluation, like how much is the content leaning on achievement style things or grindy loopholes. And I realize those are wastes of time that people who work at the company have not been considerate about the time they're asking people to play their game. And I view that as marks against it and I won't play those games. Yeah. Um, if they're giving me good gameplay value, I'll play it. If they got me hooked, I'll play it. But you know, I'll I'll duck out of games that are I'll try things and then duck out of them. I don't think it makes people who duck out early casuals. I think it's just sometimes it's an attention span thing or time allotted thing. Like I'm kind of like that. I, I once in a while something will come along and I just can't put it down. That always definitely happens. That's why I'm looking for a good Diablo replacement, but because um, I want one of those right now. But um, I tend to get in, not always beat it, go as far as I can. If it's holding my interest, I stay. But if not, I'm kind of on to the next thing. And, and, you know, it's more stuff to talk about on the shows and things like that. John, do you, uh, or where do you land on that? I feel like you're in between somewhere. You're you're certainly more dedicated than I am beating things like RE2 remastered, like what, four times or something? Yeah, I think I, I think I went through that four. I was on my, I'm on my fifth, I think, playthrough of that game. Uh, um, when a game grabs me, I will usually go pretty deep with a game. Um, but typically I also like to play a lot of games. And so for the games that I, you know, I, I know I'm not super into, I'll try it. I'll play it. I'll, you know, kind of get the feel of it and say, okay, well now I'm going to move on to the next. And, you know, sometimes games that I, I dip in and out of will turn into a future, like deep dive game. Like it was that for fallout three for me, I did not play fallout three seriously until, all of that expansion content had come out and then all of a sudden it was the only game I would play for months. So right. I, I kind of jump between the two just depending on interest. Yeah. I think I, I think that's kind of me as well. Um, thanks for the email. You can send us emails right here at the show. Go to frogpants.com slash core and leave them there. Thank you. Rubber bunny. If that is indeed your real name. And that brings us to the end of today's program. Good stuff today. Well, we made it. Longest episode of anything I've recorded this week, uh, or maybe yeah, this that's, month. That's my fault. I thought maybe my long quick, episode. Two hours, twenty four minutes. My quick little message was going to be like, you know, just cool in the gang, and it turned into the Nuremberg trial. It's you. It's literally twenty minutes short of a there will be dungeons episode. So it's like we're <laughs> we're almost right there. But um, good stuff all around. I wouldn't change a thing. I'm glad you guys were able to come with us and be here. Everybody listening at home or otherwise. Uh, thank you for being part of the show. If you like what you hear and you want to show your love to us, it's real simple. All you got to do is head on over to 
patreon.com slash core show. That's patreon.com slash core show and support the show you like with a little bit of cash. Doesn't have to be much. Just whatever, man. Whatever you got. Patreon.com slash core show. Also, you can leave us voicemails. Mentioned that before. I'll mention it again. 801-471-0462. And you can follow us on Twitter. Core pod for the show. John underscore Jagger. Bo Schwartz and Scott Johnson. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Bo, for John. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.